0: Hi, and welcome to the very first episode of Is This Really For Kids, where I host a fellow traumatized child into a getting more untraumatized everyday adult. And, you know, I wanted to do a podcast for a really long time. And I just couldn't think of an idea, and then I realized that I didn't feel like there were enough people analyzing children's media in, like, a really deep way, and, like, going, like, not the stereotypical way, and having deep conversations, and I knew a lot of creatives who wanted to promote their, their stuff, and I was like, well, what if I can provide a platform for that, and help share people's personalities and perspectives on children's movies so thus is this really for kids was born and i am so excited to talk to you today about harry potter and the sorceress stone because harry potter was the first movie that i was ever really super interested in as a child besides like spider-man uh and those are also coming this season too so that's exciting and yeah, this is kind of the only one time I ever explained the spiel of is this really for kids, so enjoy it. It's also my trailer. And I will hopefully maybe include it in some parts of season two. But it's basically I mean, that's basically what we do. There's no scale to determine. Is this for kids? I mean, there's a rating system, but everybody says that's corrupt. And I don't really know about it. But I will learn as I get there. But basically, we just have a deep discussion. And it's between what two people think. I don't really know that there's a right or wrong answer. It's just a deep dive. So I really hope you enjoy it and I'm so excited to get the ball rolling and start talking about Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Also realized how rude of me you don't know my name. I'm Hermione Granger. No, just kidding. Uh, I have really identified though. I'm Thea Touchton. It's my first time. I was a bit nervous and I don't know. I'm so bad at names, you guys. I'm trying to get better. So. Just, just know that I'm working on it. Just know that I'm working on it. Anyway, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone! And we're starting with the first movie. I am going to go through literally every piece of Harry Potter media. I can find my goblin hands. In I bet That didn't make sense as a sentence, but it's fine.
1: Hey there! <laughs> I'm Luke Scorcho, I'm also here. I will always be here for all of these, but I'm here for the first one. At least for the first one that I've been a part of.
0: Actually the first one too, yay! Oh wow, that's so
1: cool, that's so cool, I didn't mean to assume I'm sorry <laughs> <about>
0: that. <laughs> no, it's okay. He's here because he hates Harry Potter, so it's an interesting dichotomy because I feel like, as a girl, I was encouraged to believe in magic. In fact, my aunt, who is also a Christian woman, was very sad when I stopped believing in magic.
1: So I I didn't I don't hate Harry Potter. I don't like that out there in the world. I do not hate Harry Potter. Oh, because you feel just don't want
0: to get crucified.
1: I feel that there are many problems with Harry Potter and the universe that it has developed. I, I was not allowed to watch or read Harry Potter as a kid. I don't think I read any until I was eighteen or around eighteen, I'm um, somewhere in there before I read them. I've read all of them, I've seen all of the movies. I think they are all mediocre see and i feel like one would
0: think that like it's definitely harder to come back to these movies not having the childhood feels yes but anyway we're just gonna get into it i'm gonna kind of explain because obviously luke is not a harry potter fan so he doesn't have these vivid memories i think i watched this the most recent time i watched it is about a year ago excluding some of the scenes we saw today to kind of catch ourselves up in i think that the score of harry potter is pretty fantastic luke doesn't care about the score.
1: I think the score is is good. I think the score is better than like a current Marvel movie, which has a very nondescript score. It's got a good score. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't blow my mind.
0: I think it blows my mind. I think it is one of the best scored movies out there. There Mm -hmm. is something magical. Like you can listen to Harry Potter score when you're traveling And it, like I used to listen to Harry Potter scores when I was like on the bus and it made the bus riot amazing. So if you're having boring bus riots, consider it. So basically it starts with Sir Dumbledore using the Putter Outer, which becomes more important in the seventh book and movie, I guess seventh and eighth movie. Um, Yeah. And that's like the, I feel like the only time we see it magical and it is a pretty nice cinematic moment. Like it's filmed really nice, but it is interesting That that item is so important, and this is like, we see it for a few seconds in the beginning.
1: Well, that's, I mean, that's the problem with Harry Potter. That has always been my problem, is that there's magic which is used. You use it once, right? And then you don't use it again, right? It's like, oh, here's this thing, and why are we using it here? Why aren't we using it some other time, right? It just doesn't make sense. Because there's been where like, he doesn't, I guess he puts out the lights so that they
0: don't see them, but I'm also like... Wouldn't you be, I mean, I guess everybody's sleeping at this time, but as like a person on Privet Drive, if all the lights went out outside your house and you
1: weren't asleep, right? You're going to be like, ru- I feel like that's the worst disguise ever. Don't, also, isn't there some spell to help you see in the dark, right? Like putting out street lights. there's, you're telling me that there's no wizard who could put on a streetlight? Or who could create a, a light source that's there, you not? You can create. You can create
0: a, can create a light source. Great. There's nothing about. You can put out the light source you created, but I don't know if you can put out other light sources that you didn't create. I have not seen that in the Harry Potter world. There's luminous and like lumox or whatever, yeah. and then you uh, like you can undo. I
1: don't know. But I'm saying about, like he's going around but. putting out all these lights. Can't somebody just go along and be like, "Here's a fire." If they <laughs> really want to see what he's doing. Isn't he drawing more attention to himself by putting out the lights? Then he would be. I uh, think.
0: Are you talking about more attention to like wizards? Yes. Or okay. Exactly. Yeah. Because I was like, I feel. But I'm even talking about like muggles would be attracted to the lights 100%. going out. I feel like unless like are British people that ignorant? I don't know. I've never been to England. I don't know. We love the British though. <laughs> yeah. Any British fans? Thank you so much <laughs> yeah. for
1: listening. We appreciate you. We love you. The Beatles are my favorite band.
0: Oh my gosh. Uh, Anyway, so this is the first OG Dumbledore, uh, Dumbledore in my notes for whatever
1: reason. Just say
0: Dumbledore. I don't, I kind of, there's been a lot of debate about this is the best Albus Dumbledore and the Dumbledore that replaces him is uh, mediocre. We can probably talk about that over the movies, but we're just going to put it out there now for you guys to... To think about. Uh, do you have any opinions, Luke, in case you're not on?
1: I think they're both not that good, honestly. <laughs> I think neither of them was really a great performance. They're both fine. They both get the job done. That is, the to me, the Harry Potter movies. They get the job done. That's it. I
0: think both of them do the job really well. I do think there's a hint of gay in each of them, right? If the, Proving into that the Dumbledore is gay theory. There is a hint of gay in both of these actors in the performance. Well, as, a,
1: right. as a 21st century man, I would say that there's a hint of gay in all of <laughs> um it it is a spectrum and not absolutes that's all i want to say
0: but this one definitely commands more respect and i think the other actor definitely rides off of this dumbledore's respect in the coming movies mcgonagall as a cat and we kind of lose the humans becoming like i can't it's an animagus i think even animagus is your animal person thing that you can you can go into. um, Big Harry Potter fan. I'm not the ultimate Harry Potter fan. I'm going to tell you that right now. So come after me uh, if you'd like to. Yeah, we see her go into a cat in the first two movies. I think it happens a couple of more times in the books, but I don't, we like lose it over time. And that might just be budget, right? Yeah,
1: it's not a very powerful skill right like oh you became because they're and it's not like some anybody's becoming a lion right nobody's <laughs> becoming a powerful animal nobody's becoming a dragon Let's... right and you're just you're probably just more, more vulnerable
0: yeah, but i think it's to kind of be sneaky in a way i don't know how it works i don't even know really what the super purpose of that i understand in the in the third book the purpose was to like to keep the werewolf company like to keep professor been company <laughs> right like, you know, like that makes a little bit more sense i guess it's to be amongst muggles still magical but undetected is it yeah. like a wizard brag can like... you just do that by taking your robe off and
1: putting on <laughs> clothes well, some might say
0: that but i don't know if any i guess they could transfigure like their clothes into muggle clothing but i don't know if any wizard like i think some people would think that's like disgusting to buy muggle clothes it's less disgusting to become a cat. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Anyway, that's... What do you guys think about that? I always think that... I feel like that isn't super developed an idea of hers. Like the Animagus. I feel like we lose...
1: Absolutely.
0: It, it seems like it's, like, a fun idea, but I don't also... Like, and they, and they never go into super detail of, like, why is it hard to become one? Like, what are the... Or, mm-hmm. like, why? I guess it's kind of... If this is going off of the Harry Potter is a World War Two metaphor, is it, a, like, kind of, like, a spy disguise thing?
1: Ooh, Who knows? Oh, interesting.
0: Anyway, so, the... Witch and wizard hats in the fashion in this movie is pretty cool. I just wanted to say that uh, before we get crazy. You notice it more in Diagon Alley, but uh, it like, for whatever reason, I feel like Harry Potter made medieval clothing, or like, it's not even medieval, but they made this sort of, they made their own fashion, and it integrated itself into like regular fashion. Like, I feel like they brought back the schoolgirl look in a way.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting.
0: And then... McGonagall is like scared to trust Hagrid, and I can kind of see why, because if you think about Hagrid, I feel like, I don't know if Hagrid is somebody you would ask on the street for directions, right? He's this big tall guy with a beard, like it's just one of those like society things. Of like I can kind of understand he was also expelled from school so that's like her hesitation because it's kind of weird to think oh my gosh Professor McGonagall is like distrusting Hagrid like they're friends in the universe he's
1: he's the only one right who is not a graduate who we interact with in the Wizarding world right yeah
0: he got expelled because uh, Tom Riddle who is Voldemort set him up
1: what happens to the other people. The other like, do they, is there like a memory wipe thing that we talk about? Do they like? Yeah. Do they get, So, so most of the time they get the memory wipe, but him. Yeah, they I didn't... don't. I think because
0: Dumbledore protected him somehow. For whatever reason, Dumbledore has had a lot of sway. I guess because he's like super powerful, and he had defeated Grindywald, which was like I guess the pre voldemort which we'll find out more about in these terrible, terrible prequels. But um, yeah, I haven't seen any.
1: I <laughs> don't. I do guess it. yeah. When I said I've seen all of them, I've seen the the a the I ones that matter, that. yeah, the, the Johnny Depp ones,
0: oh gosh, yeah, but so I think people are obviously scared of Dumbledore, which we'll talk about when we get more to the fifth movie. I honestly, I love how the actor I should know his name, uh, I should I and be devious before, but I would pronounce his name terribly wrong because that's just how I am. but I love his voice, and I love the way that he portrays Hagrid. I feel like he does a very good performance He's so likable to
1: <laughs> oh God. Do we... Do we ever get a reason to, to fear Dumbledore? Does Dumbledore ever do anything powerful? I don't remember him doing any... Like, we kind he, of get to think people are like, oh, Dumbledore is powerful. <laughs> I don't remember him ever doing anything powerful. He
0: does. Like, he shakes Harry in the fourth one, and it's very scary, even though that doesn't happen in the book. I've seen the movie. He's done pretty cool, like, magic. I think you said... I mean, obviously... Dumbledore is not somebody who's just going to use his powers terribly. That's why Dumbledore is, like, good and I think has the position. But I also think to be the head of Hogwarts, there is, like, a requirement of power yes. and status and stuff. We I don't think we necessarily see that. I think towards the later books, we start seeing some of Dumbledore's, like, cool tricks and his... You obviously see all of his accomplishments in his office in the second one. There's also there's not really a time when Voldemort. I mean, whoa, Dumbledore is a murderer.
1: Mm -hmm. I know, right? But they could have been the same person, which is the interesting thing. And that's the thing. Like, I think we kind of get an idea why Voldemort is powerful. I think we like see him doing powerful things. And this is, this is one of my problems with the Harry Potter universe. I think that we get a lot of talk about Dumbledore and how powerful he is, but we don't see it. In, like, The Lord of the Rings, you see Gandalf being powerful. You mm. see Sauron being powerful, right? This is just like, oh, he's just kind of the principal and we know he's powerful. And we accept that he's powerful without ever seeing him do anything.
0: Yeah, I feel like he does, he, like, pops out when the Ministry goes after him in the fifth when he pops out pretty cool. He's got a couple of things, but we never see an aggressive power attack. And also, we're seeing it through Harry Potter's, uh, you know what I mean? And Dumbledore kind of does this thing that some people think is fucked up, and it kind of is, right? Like, it's like he kind of grooms Harry to be this warrior without ever, like, really being an example warrior himself. He is more of like a a student, you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like he is, like, the ultimate college professor, right? Mm. They groom you in this thing, you never see them outside in the real world, right? Mm. Except for then, maybe they'll be like,
1: good job. So this is, <laughs> if you can't do teach, and Voldemort <laughs> is the one who can do... <laughs> and but he's like the bad sort of
0: corporation. Door. He's like the college thing that he was like, why are people doing all these rules? Uh, for <laughs>
1: is he just that because we think he is because the ones who can't do told us? No, that. dude, I, no. I, I think maybe There's, Voldemort is the hero. There,
0: okay, gonna we're gonna get that. on about how Voldemort is evil in a second. So anyway, Hagrid is crying because he's already bonded to this baby, which is adorable, and Dumbledore's like, it's not really goodbye. And they leave a baby with a note. I feel like this is often a trope in so many many works of fiction and i'm wondering has leaving a baby with a note ever worked in real life like if a baby showed up in your doorstep tomorrow luke with a note saying you have to keep this baby now would you not just drop it off somewhere like or would you take care of the baby
1: oh if somebody gave me a baby i would definitely take it somewhere i would never take it in and not do anything if it said luke do not take this baby to the police Right, if that was the the words, if it said, Luke, do not do anything with this baby other than take care of it, and it was unsigned, I think I would still take it to the authorities. Yeah, I I definitely don't think that I would, I wouldn't just take care of a baby until adulthood without thought. But also you said, has has that ever worked? Have you ever read Exodus, (laughs) Moses? Moses was in a a thing. They, like, put him in a thing. But they put a note on him. They just put him in a basket. Yeah, that's true. I don't think that. I mean, there may have been (laughs) a note that wasn't mentioned in the Bible. I don't think there's anything in the Bible.
0: I feel like the Bible would have mentioned a
1: note. Maybe it got lost in translation. (laughs) Yeah, it
0: got lost in the Nile. Also, how did the baby survive the Nile? A cool, like, Prince of Egypt (laughs) sequence, but... Mm -hmm. Anyway, I can't believe that the Dursleys... I can't believe the Dursleys took a mitt, and I guess they try to explain that with, like, the blood pact or whatever, and maybe... Petunia somewhere deep down there that's the last thing of her sister. There is that like family bond. I think that's why like maybe a lot of abusers get off on tormenting because there is that like weird mix of love in there somewhere of like if you hate your child so much why are you like abusing them? Why not just kill them, right? Why not yeah. just get or get rid of them? Like I mean, it's an awful, I don't agree with doing but,
1: that but I often wondered but, having been like an abused and, child and myself. I know, I know that that's, that's a number of what we're going to talk about next but jerseys yeah. are terrible people. Right. Mm-hmm. The Dursleys. And it, do you think i just to ask you, do you think is it the Dursleys are are terrible people or are we seeing it through Harry Potter's eyes? And he uh... the Dursleys are
0: definitely terrible people. Even I mean, we're also seeing it through Harry Potter's eyes and like, who knows what trauma has magnified, obviously, like, and and there's things like when you're already hurt once, like there's this whole speech, I can't remember who wrote it, but she was like, son did something bad and she was like okay go out into the yard and get me a twig to hit you with and he was like mom I can't find any twigs but I brought a stone and she was like oh crap and she realized like oh it doesn't matter like what I hurt my child with hurting him is the same Mm -hmm. Uh, so I feel like I feel like little inconveniences to Harry could also be blown up. They were still awful. Like, they made him cook. And it's like, it's one thing if your child is like, oh, I want to make you pancakes for Mother's Day, right? And is doing this cute thing. But to make a child cook every meal, and they've got him in these, like, huge hand-me-downs, which is, like, kind of dangerous with boiling water, right? They don't even have him in, like, proper attire he's in this like dangerous thing because he's wearing dudley's hand-me-downs He has no clothes of his own he's like nothing of his own isn't really allowed to have a personality which i think happens in a lot of abused childhood Mm -hmm. things you're not allowed to develop yourself you're just told anything about you is wrong and even even when you try to develop your characteristics after something you think your abusers would like it's still wrong because the problem is they don't like you
1: it's really interesting that we, the only muggles we ever really get to know are are the Dursleys, right?
0: Yeah, we, we kind of are hinted at Hermione's parents, but we never get to know them personally. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I think that's pretty much it. And also, the only fat people we get to know in the story <laughs> are the Dursleys, Well, right?
0: Hagrid's pretty hefty. Hagrid's
1: big. Hagrid's not We fat. get to know some trolls. Hagrid's, uh, Hagrid is tall, but it's, I mean, is this just like a, because we're being told through the wizard stereotype through their mindset I also their think, stereotypes. I mean,
0: that. my stepdad who abused me was kind of chunky and fat. I think that people who are abusive, like, have a couple of things like that, right? I think people who, when you're fat, you have all these messages of inferiority and stuff that you might, you know what I mean, you're going to maybe take that out on somebody else.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So I don't think, I'm not saying, I think there's plenty of people who are skinny and abusers, right? Like, their abuse comes is not a one-fits-all size, mm-hmm.
1: but... I think I'm just glad to know I'm I'm pretty thin. I'm glad <laughs> to know that I will never be an abuser. No, um, that's, no, that's it's not. How it works. That oh my god! Is, if I can just keep the weight off, I can keep the fists off. That's. uh
0: Oh my god! Anyway, so the first form of abuse that we see is like, I think Dudley stomps on the broom closet, which Harry like lives in to sleep, which isn't terrible. Um, I honestly dated a guy a few years ago who lived. He lived in his own version of a broom closet by choice. So I mean, rent in LA is expensive, so take what you can get. I don't know how it is on Privet Drive, right? But they like stomped to where I'm thinking, like, what is in that dust? Like asbestos? Like some sort of like chemicals, right? Like he, like, stomps on the stairs, and all of this dust rains down. But honestly, it's a very cool effect. Um, It's also weird to think, like, Dudley is not that much older than Harry. So, mm. Petunia and Lily were very, very close in pregnancy, and I wonder if that was, like, a jealousy. I know you and I don't really care about having children, but I wonder if any, like, siblings out there, if it would feel like, oh, they stole my moment by being pregnant right after me, or, like, or if they would like to go through it together. I feel like I would rather go through a pregnancy together than alone.
1: Wait, so this was Harry's mom's sister? That's...
0: Yeah, I mean, it could have been... I don't think they were pregnant exactly at the same time, because it was, like, it's nine months, and I think he's, like, a year older, so I'm not entirely sure, but it is weird. It is very close. Yeah, I mean,
1: there's a chance they had a threesome with... Uh... Ew, dad, stop you know? i hate and this that, you tried to talk about this that beforehand, where, and i hate it i'm, I'm just saying that maybe <laughs> that's why they're so mean to him is because as the dad the uncle knows that that dudley isn't his son and so there's that whole but thing dudley's going.
0: fat like Petunia's skinny and dudley is fat like mr dursley so i feel like he has the genetic <laughs> traits of being mr dursley's son i also even though james was like a bully to snape and stuff i want to believe that james harry's dad is a Good at heart. Like, I... And maybe I'm just biased from reading from Harry's perspective of, like, one, believe you have a good dad. Also, my own father isn't good, so I need to believe that good dads are out there and exist for me
1: to uh, continue existing in this world. Your dad, your dad <laughs> might become good someday.
0: <laughs> maybe. And, uh... He's apparently not a drug dealer anymore, so... Oh, that's good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think he works in construction now, hopefully. Um, anyway, so... The parents are so up Dudley's at Like, I can't imagine being a kid and having your parents support you that much. (laughs) He had 36 presents on this particular birthday. I think he's also 11. Last year you're seven and he's very mad. But they're like, oh, but this, some of these presents are bigger. But Dudley doesn't care about size, bitches. <laughs> um, I don't know exactly what that means, but I think he was talking about presents. Is that, is that a line
1: that they say? <laughs> yes,
0: he says mm-hmm. it. I, there's a lot of innuendos in Harry Potter, and I'm hitting all of them. But they were like, oh, don't worry, we'll buy you two new presents, which I've never heard. of an argument solved that way but like i guess it must exist out there like yeah i think
1: yeah that is a parenting technique
0: it's so but it seems like it just that creates sociopaths right it's crazy anyway i feel like this is my little brother's life (laughs) i don't think he's a sociopath but i do feel like like a skinny uh dudley and i was a a messed up harry potter And then they're, like, they tell Harry, they're, like, no funny business or we'll starve you, basically, which is also, like, my family. Um, So, anyway, we go to the zoo. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't even believe, I guess London, or I don't know if it's, it's not London, but it's weird to think of, like, other places having zoos. Zoos feel like such an American concept to me, but they're not.
1: Why, because of? Slavery?
0: <laughs> I get, But I mean, slavery is worldwide. I'm sure there's still countries that have slavery today. No. I don't know why. I think it's just, like, the money-making aspect of a zoo, right? Like, of all, like, the toys in a zoo. But anyway, so Dudley is the person that's like, screams move at a snake, which are, like, the worst types of zoo people, I feel like. Anybody who taps on the glass or any of that, like, or, like, the kids screaming at the thing, like, I'm like, I'm just trying to enjoy the animals.
1: Yeah. When was the last time you went to a zoo? Uh,
0: two years ago on Halloween. I went to the Los Angeles. No, that's not even true. I went in last June in New Orleans uh, to their zoo. Yeah, I love ever, a good zoo. I haven't been
1: to one in a long time. I feel, um, like I, I feel like I'm not supposed to go anymore. Like it seems like that's like a thing that no. like you used to be okay and now it's like, like someone, like most people will be okay with it, but there are some people who would be like, I can't believe you went to the zoo if I posted on Instagram.
0: Personally. I don't... Oh, yeah. I guess that's because there is, like, an animal rights activist thing. But I also feel like most of the animals there are usually being re- rehabilitated for some reason anyway. Like, they're gonna... If they release them out to the wild, they're going to die. To argument Actually, another time. I'm sorry. But... I'm
1: sorry for derailing
0: <laughs> Anyway, so Harry just starts talking to a snake. It's low-key chill. He is a very lonely boy, and snakes are his only friend. And the snake was bred in captivity, and he never knew his parents... A, he is a sad snake like harry is a sad boy and then some sort of magic happens because i guess magic is kind of a metaphor for puberty too of what awkward things happen and the, the glass yeah. disappears and dudley falls in and the snake's like thanks harry and harry's like anytime and he's a little shocked but uh, and this is like a key plot point we often forget because and, I, like, I look back at this moment, like, I didn't realize it in a couple of the first rewatches, but after a couple of other rewatches, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, like, him speaking in parcel tongue. and we don't hear that as the viewer, but that is what is happening yeah. in this moment. Like, this is, like, kind of a sample of Harry's bad side. There's also this debate, and we can, like, talk about it in the comments, because I don't really have all the answers here, but there was this theory, and I think it was disproven, and J.K. Rowling said it, it wasn't true, if the snake that Harry talks to in there is Nagini- Uh, I might be pronouncing her name wrong. Voldemort Snake. That ends up being a horcrux. And I guess that kind of makes sense because it was like, oh, I've been in captivity. I never knew my parents. But I'm also like, would you feel the same way if you feel like Voldemort is your daddy?
1: Hmm. I feel like if Voldemort is your daddy, it's the name of, like, I don't know. (laughs) A weird porn. (laughs) A weird porn, you know? That's, uh... I'm a daddy Voldemort. Ew. With my Halloween costume this year. <laughs>
0: oh no. Uh the Dursleys are like, It's your fault, Harry, that Dudley's there. Even though I would first blame the zoo staff if my child fell into it. I would be like, lose the staff around here. Like, how did that even happen? But mm-hmm. they blame that it's Harry, because I guess they know it's magic and they but they believe in magic but not karma of Dudley being a piece of shit. Anyway. Um so Mr. Dursley like holds Harry's head against the stairs. This kid is eleven Uh, We all watch these movies and we think they're lighthearted family fun, right? And they lock them in the dark. But then don't worry because we're about to see a bunch of owls. So we can forget about the terrible thing and rejoice in how cool owls are and how we all want an owl pet. Even though I feel like the reality of that
1: would be probably terrible. Yeah, I I know several people who are terrified of owls.
0: Yeah, I think they're pretty fierce. And the way they can turn their heads back around. But oh my god, they're so cute. I saw one was in Florida and I was like, as close to, as I am you, like, a couple inches away, not corona friendly. Oh my god, they're adorable. I, and I would think it would be the best way to send mail, but it also might be the worst. I and mean, in Los Angeles, I don't know, it would be tricky.
1: Yeah, it would be tricky <laughs> anywhere to get a mail by owl. What if you're not home? What if the owl- The shows? owl just waits for you.
0: That poor owl.
1: It's it just can sick. hunt
0: around. It can stay up in hunt trees. It can hunt around in Los Angeles
1: and <laughs> the Just sitting around waiting. It's gotta go back to where it came from.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. But anyway, Harry gets mail and he is shook, which is literally me every time I get bills sent to me. (laughs) And he brings the letter uh, inside and then I'm like, this is a rookie mistake because as an abusive, I had like mail that was gone through during my abusive situation that got me in trouble uh, because I was like reaching out for help and stuff. So... Might be a terrible advice, depending on what you're getting mail from. Hopefully you're getting mail from help and not someplace creepy. I don't know who really can send creepy mail legally. Mail <laughs> Oh my god. Um, but always hide your mail and then trash it once you know the info. Uh, I learned the hard way. Of course, Mr. Dursley finds the mail. He rips it up. It's freaking sad. And then they just cut off their own mail. I don't know how they're going to pay bills. Was the internet alive and well at this time? Oh, or are they god. that bawling? Are they, are they just, they don't care. Like, I don't know, do they, are they going directly to pay their bills, the Dursleys? Like, this is an insane thing that they're just like, we're just not getting any mail anymore. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, so they burn on the letters and then there's the fabulous meme of no post on Sunday and it cracks me up every time. I don't know why it is so funny. Because is there, there's not post on Sunday, is there?
1: I'm American.
0: I don't know. I mean, you need Amazon Prime delivery on a Sunday, right?
1: Okay, that is the thing. You didn't used to, and now suddenly it does sometimes. Usually it doesn't, but sometimes it does. I don't know when that changed. Because I
0: don't feel like the mail is usually... I guess it's open sometimes on Saturday. It closes early on Saturday, and it it closes early all the time.
1: the, the, The United States Post Office is closed on Sunday. You do not get mail on Sunday. I'm do assuming you, that's the same you, everywhere. I, I, think, I think some other places sometimes deliver. Like, I think you can get, like, a, maybe a UPS, first class, FedEx, stuff like that. I think maybe you can, Amazon, but normally you don't get things on Sunday.
0: Hmm. I wonder, I guess they, everybody's got to have a day off. Anyway, there ends up being so many owls, and I do not understand how animal control isn't called on them, right? They're like, why are all these owls? Like, I don't understand why people aren't rounding up owls. I guess more owls are coming. I don't know. Anyway, so then it gets to the whole, like, letters exploding through the fireplace. And I cannot imagine, like, the chaos to film this. Like, we've got to just take a moment and have just, like, a round of freaking applause. Because how many takes? The cleanup of all that mail. What did they do? How many paper cuts of picking that up over and after? I mean, oh my gosh, I don't even know. The the PAs that must have done that. The set crew. I mean, you guys are American heroes. Um anyway so they're just like okay we're just gonna go away i don't know what jobs the dursleys have we're never really told i think um but they just go away to this weird clifty place and then harry is the sad boy and he's just up alone in the dark and he writes in the dirt happy birthday to himself (laughs) which i don't know i think he's like losing his mind at this point and he tells himself to make a wish so sad and then wish granted Hagrid burst in like a bitch he's like a badass but you know Hagrid's a big softy inside and then the Dursleys like come in and flip out and Hagrid does this great line that I feel like needs to be a meme and isn't and he tells the dirt Mr. Dursley dry up you great prune uh really? it's fantastic I want to use that insult sometime any haters on this that's just the automatic comment I'm gonna apply
1: is dry up you great prune he told them to dry up he's a prune that's a- going to be pretty dry. The <laughs> prune is already a dried plum. So to dry I I don't even know what a dried prune would end up being. Dust?
0: Dust. His, Hagrid's wand is his umbrella. We never really talk about in films that he... Want, when he got expelled, they like, I think they take your wand and they like chop it up and then he put the pieces in the umbrella so his umbrella is magical. It's kind of cool but doesn't make sense and doesn't apply to the lore.
1: I don't know. Um, oh you said a magical use which is kind of cool but doesn't make sense and <laughs> oh my doesn't fit the lore. Me. This is Harry <laughs> Potter we're talking about. All of the magic doesn't make sense in the lore.
0: It's well I don't think all the magic doesn't make sense but we'll get to it okay. Hagrid gets Dudley confused with Harry and he's like you're big in the middle and he did that on purpose like no stop like he just comes up to him the first time he's seeing him he's like oh you're pretty big in the middle it's like damn Hagrid like whoa this is
1: the guy who killed freaking Voldemort you need to chill out so does that mean that there's a parallel universe (laughs) where Hagrid took Dudley <laughs> so, and they spent a bunch of time thinking Dudley was the boy who lived and Dudley went through Hogwarts oh that would
0: be amazing somebody make that into something I don't know what it is either a comic or that's just a great bit and then Hagrid's like not every day do you turn 11 and I was like yeah 10 10 more years till he drinks but then I actually I don't know what the wizard drinking age and in Britain it's it's younger, right? It's like I think 16. It's
1: yeah. I think it might be 18. 16, 18?
0: Yeah. I don't um, know. Comment below if you know what it is. Yeah. And um, then Hagrid introduced himself. He's the keeper of keys and his job title that we never hear of again. I don't even remember. I think he's, like, groundskeeper, and then he ends up later being teacher of, like, magical creatures.
1: Oh, Hagrid. Yeah.
0: Even yeah. though he technically didn't graduate, but, I mean, hey, man, real-life experience. Do you need college? Uh, we'll talk so, about So it.
1: And he's the one who, so we, we only come into one... Hagrid is the only one who is not, uh, uh, who didn't graduate and is not a muggle. Right? Yeah. So what happens to the rest of them? What Because happen- there must be people who fail out all the time. What happens to them? If you are just a piece of shit, and I guess you're in Slytherin, but then if you are like super evil, if you murder someone, do you get kicked out? What Well, happens? you go
0: to Azkaban if you're ever convicted of something. If you're a child? I think you might, depending on some stuff. Or your memory what? is erased and you're sent back, I think. I don't really know. I guess it's a good question to tweet JK Rowling, right? Well, like then you'd
1: have magical. If you, your memory's erased, you have magical ability and you're off in the, the regular world? Or I'm supposed to believe that there are children who are in Azkaban? Eh.
0: I don't know. There might be. I mean, the wizards aren't messing around. But uh, anyway, then there's the fantastic meme of, You're a wizard, I'm a what. My favorite meme version of that is when there's, it's a, You're a light bulb, Harry. He's like, I'm a what. it's it's good. It's so good. So good. And he's like, did you ever make stuff happen that you can't explain? And that made me realize that I'm also a wizard because what the fuck is going on with my life? Um, He finally delivers the Hogwarts letter. As a kid, I wanted a Hogwarts letter so bad. I wrote them to myself. I bought the stationery and I would write my own Hogwarts letter. If you can't get it handed to you, make it happen for yourself. And then... It turns out, Petunia knew the whole time, I guess both of them, the Dursleys just knew what happened to his parents, and they didn't tell him, and they, like, made it seem like his parents were, like, these druggy junkies and made him feel bad about himself.
1: whoa, 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 They knew that they were magical and killed by an evil wizard?
0: Yeah, he, she knew about that. It's written in the letter that's handed on the baby.
1: So, And man, she lies okay. and says
0: that they're in a car crash. Wait,
1: so random muggles... Sometimes just know what's going on with wizards.
0: Well, because there's some people who are muggle born, like Hermione is muggle born, and like Lily was to Harry's mom. So her family, of course, knew she had the magical gift, but they didn't. And no, they. Aren't
1: the wizards going to a bunch of trouble to keep themselves hidden from the muggles?
0: Yeah, I don't really know how that is solved. I'm assuming they're like, they want the benefit. That, I'm sure in the letter of to muggle borns, it's like, hey, if you tell your people about how you got uh, how your daughter is a wizard things are gonna get crazy for you don't do it and like here is and they probably like maybe attach like weird magical holographic footage of like here's what has happened i mean and i guess like the wizards at any moment they have like a whole ministry dedicated to damage control of like the secret getting out of people who like if those people told of them going out and wiping the person's memory that they told
1: question why does it have to be a secret
0: because people are mean to wizards like because this is what's this is about to happen right so petunia basically is like oh you're a freak like she's just is like jealous that her sister had this like magical power and she didn't she's bitter as fuck it's so weird anyway they like make fun of albus dumbledore and Hagrid gets so heated dude i'm a f- so sure because dumbledore is gay right i feel like him and Hagrid had a moment he is he has definitely sucked albus's dick Come fight me. I feel like they had a moment and then Albus was like, sorry, I'm just not looking for a relationship. Things cool. went so bad with Mr. Grindelwald. I don't want to do it.
1: <laughs> we have to assume that Hagrid is a huge dong. Right? Yeah, because he's part
0: giant. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So
0: definitely Albus did it, right? And that's like why he's like, I trust Hagrid completely. I've
1: seen his dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Um, so Hagrid turns a pigtail onto Dudley. He turns a pigtail? Yeah, he turns, gives him a pigtail. uh, Oh, I thought maybe that was
1: a dick thing. (laughs) No. Anyway, sorry, I forgot about that
0: No, but he, which I don't even know how that's allowed, like, how does he not get fined by the ministry that they did
1: a pigtail onto Dudley? Hagrid is a guy who does not give a fuck if he gets (laughs) fined by the ministry. Right. i Hagrid guess he's got out by the to ministry him. yeah all the time <laughs> he already got kicked out of school and they gave him a job what, <laughs> what are they gonna do to him
0: because he sucked out his dick if you think you're gonna be fired suck your professor's stick and you're saying okay. that's so terrible all right
1: that's terrible we do not approve no of sucking i'm sorry your professor's dick unless it is consensual for yes and you're both unmarried and <laughs> in a relationship which is polyamorous and that's a whole nother thing if you want to do that. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm just joking.
0: Uh, Anyway, so then they go and they have like a list of things to get at Diagon Alley. On the thing it was like, Cauldron and Animal, and that seems really easy. I remember playing the Harry Potter video games and getting your supplies was a freaking challenge. They really went hard. They did not make that a fun time. They were like, here is the most difficult thing to get supplies. Uh, Good luck. Hagrid takes Harry to a pub. Harry's freaking 11, you guys. He's 11. And he just takes him. Nobody cards Harry. Nobody cards him. This kid... And he's clearly a child in the movies. Clearly. And then he says that that's Harry Potter. And everybody in the bar gets so quiet and starts like... Dick-sucking Harry, pretty much, but not, like, physically dick-sucking Harry. Like, just, like, verbally dick-sucking being like, oh my god, Harry Potter. And I'm like, is this what Justin Bieber felt like? But in another way, this is what Daniel Radcliffe went through. All of a sudden, he's just this, like, regular ten-year-old, right? And then he gets the Harry Potter movies. I guess he's a little bit older than what he was playing. No, I think he was younger. He's like, eight when he started. They were young. Hmm. Yeah. He looked young. Yeah, they were young when they started filming because it takes time for everything and they had to make sure they got them all. But also, this I is would... what happened. He's like famous overnight all of a
1: sudden. Like, this is crazy. I would imagine Daniel Radcliffe still gets carted into a bar. He <laughs> looks like he's 16 I now. I don't know when he joins the fa- when he has the facial hair
0: though. He looks like a person. He looks you like don't want a child card.
1: with a beard.
0: But you don't want to card him because I feel like when Daniel Radcliffe has facial hair, he looks like a person who was on meth, and you don't want to get into like if I was the bouncer, which is why I'm probably not a bouncer at a club. If I if Daniel Radcliffe walked in, I would just let him go in. One because I know Daniel Radcliffe's age. Two because if I didn't know he was Daniel Radcliffe, I would think like. He's going to stab me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I would, yeah, I think that uh, carding Daniel Radcliffe would be unfortunate. I, I, I have a hard time recognizing a celebrity, so I could see myself doing that, just not <laughs> even knowing that it was him, and then I'm just like, holy shit, I just carded Daniel Radcliffe, and uh, it was very awkward. And people would be like, I can't believe you just did that. And I'd be like, I didn't it's mean hilarious. to, I just didn't recognize Then
0: Daniel Radcliffe will go on Jimmy Fallon and talk about, yeah, I was carded at uh, Blue Dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. anyway so quill is also in this pub and he stutters and i have this whole theory that quill stutters because Voldemort is causing him brain damage uh, uh it's pretty lit i haven't heard anyone do that i'm a genius uh it's fine daniel radcliffe aka harry potter because he's basically the same person right now right um he's like how am i famous and it's like he's like having a hard time accepting fame how is that different <laughs> from regular daniel radcliffe <laughs> But I'm like, if I was 11 and someone told me I was famous, I'd be like, woohoo, yeah, that's awesome, thank you. Like, I guess we're different people, me and Harry Potter. Um, But then they do the cool tappy wall thing to get into Diagon Alley with the umbrella, and I used to do that on walls as a kid. Um, Comment below if you also did. I don't know, I probably look like a freaking freak. What's the tappy wall thing? You like, he like would take his umbrella and he would tap on the bricks, and the bricks opened up to Diagon Alley. And as a child, I would go do that to see if I could get into Diagon Alley. Also, Mm. just because it was comforting and fun. Yeah, so, oh my God, I always wanted to go to Diagon Alley. Uh, I went to the Harry Potter world. It's kind of the same, but in the movie, it just feels like tighter, it feels more fun. I feel like probably being on the actual set would even be more magical than going to Harry Potter World, but it is very, very fun. Uh, it's not the same in the California version at Universal. You definitely, if you're going to Harry Potter World, go to the Disney one in Florida. Or not the... Oh, my God. It's Orlando. Oh, I'm wow. so sorry. I'm so sorry. But literally, did ABC Family... you just get the word listen, Disney in Orlando <laughs> No. Pretty much Disney owns Orlando, though. But Disney, like airs Harry Potter because ABC Family always airs the Harry Potter marathon. So technically, it's so weird. I don't understand the ownership. Anyway, we get to the huge, like, humble brag of the Nimbus 2000, which is, like, I guess, like, are brooms essentially car? I guess they're not because there's, like, the flying car and the second one. But I don't know. Like, the it's weird that like, you can be 11 and get on to, like, a cool transportation. Like, is the Nimbus 2000 what? the equivalent of
1: a scooter? Yeah, why is like- one broom different from another broom?
0: I guess because right, the there's is...
1: speeds, there's different speeds. Well, so it's, I guess it's so I guess they're so you have a broom is made of three things: a stick, some mm. twine, and some bristles.
0: Different wood is different, right? And there's probably different enchantments on the broom.
1: You're just you're just a hater. Wait, so if there's enchantments on the broom, so then it's really more about the enchantments than it is about the. It I might agree, be right?
0: about it might be some woods are harder to get and easier to enchant strongerly hold enchantments so there there's probably like a whole broom theory thing I don't know. I didn't write this novel. Anyway, he's in, Harry Potter is in muggle clothes during this whole Diagon Alley thing. Like, I guess because he has to buy his own thing. But can you imagine, like, I guess a lot of muggles are going through the same thing. Like, muggle-born people are, like, walking around in this, like, wizard thing in muggle clothes, like,
1: ready to go. It's pretty fucked up that they, like, call muggles muggles, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> right, then it's like there's all of us, and then there's those fucking pieces of shit who can't use magic, they don't and they're think called piece a disgusting shit, word. Muggle is not a term of endearment. Muggle, <laughs> it's in the dictionary. Muggle it's not is racism, a, Muggle is it? Is a bad word.
0: Oh my god, we all know it. Anyway, they go to the bank, and the goblins in this bank are legitimately terrifying. I am 24 years old, and I am creeped out by the goblins in the bank. And I wonder, are they supposed to represent capitalism? Is that why? I, got- I are was goblins- just
1: going to say that yeah. I am 28 years old, and I'm terrified by the goblins in the United yeah. States <laughs> banks.
0: Uh, and then I made this great joke in my notes. It doesn't make sense putting it on here, but here we go. I'm like, you gotta have the keys to get into this troll. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. The Green Cots, uh transportation like cart thing is so scary. Fantastic. The ride in Florida is amazing. Uh, this is not an ad <laughs> from Universal It Florida. should be. Please pay me. I need your money. No. Um, I'm doing this all for free right now and it's a lot of work. So can you please pay me? And speaking of that, if you would like to donate a uh, commercial break, I guess, all my links to donate are at the bottom of this post. So please do that. That would be amazing. And I love you so much. Anyway, so it turns out Harry's fucking rich at 11. Is this how YouTubers feel? Child YouTubers? I wonder. Honestly, though, I feel like he's very deserving of it because his childhood sucked and I feel like most YouTubers' childhood is already pretty good and they're already probably rich. (laughs) Because usually like, if you're buying toys and reviewing them, I don't know, you have a camera that
1: shoots that good, your kid's rich, just before you donate to the other YouTubers, maybe think about, do they need your money? Yet another parallel to Daniel Radcliffe. He's rich now and what is he? 14 now? <laughs> oh no, my God.
0: <laughs> and anyway, so it goes into this one vault that Hagrid is doing for Secret Business, and there's this, like, light on the stone, which is the Philosopher's Stone, we'll see in the There's one light in the stone, one giant spotlight, and I'm like, yeah, that makes it so much easier to steal if they can see the stone in this vault. Like, okay, I gotta go, like, get a wand. So he goes to Ollivander, and Ollivander's like, I wonder when I'd be seeing you. And, like, at fucking 11 when he goes to school, right? <laughs> like... He does all these wand things that fails. If you do this at the Universal Parks, it's really cool. Yet again, this is not an ad, but it is a really cool experience when you get to be chosen. I was chosen once. Uh, Low-key, I'm a wizard. I understand the wand connection to this day. I don't know how many times I've read these books and seen these
1: movies, but I still understand the connection. Okay, well, here's another thing. So, okay, well, because the, the connection is what is the feather, right? It's like there's Yeah, the, there's the it's same the same
0: phoenix feather yeah. in each of Voldemort and
1: Harry's wand. Yeah, so, so in... At least in the film, I don't know if I can verify this in the books, but in the film, he says that the, the, the wand man, Ollivander, right? Yeah. Ollivander is like, oh, Harry, I remember selling your parents their first wands. So he says first wands. Employee, wands break. people are getting, but like, so people are getting... Because Ron
0: had, had to have multiple wands. His wand broke in the second one. So he had, people get multiple wands sometimes. Things, and also, they were in the middle of a war. Who knows?
1: People could steal your wand... Voldemort's wand never broke, right? No, Harry. He's a Harry, who was a klutz and terrible in school the entire time. <laughs> Somehow, never breaks his wand. No, and that ends ex up ex being ex. a very big thing. But also,
0: it could be just because of the wand that itself has a good dexterity. Like, and I think because the wands are supposed to reflect the wizards itself. So some people might just be more breakable, and Harry is more strong. So,
1: so Ollivander is just being like this is a dude who's gonna break a bunch of wands and come back for more. I'll give him this fucking. It's a terrible wand. business.
0: <laughs> terrible business idea. I think Harry's wand well, he- does break. At some point, he does lose his wand. I think.
1: But also for Ollivander, right, if he sells breakable wands, he makes money. Right. He, he sells those solid Look, wands. Ollivander like is not Voldemort a capitalist
0: has. pig. He is not selling us terrible tools that we have to How does rebuy he make money. How does he make
1: because money Because
0: Every year he knows there's going to be new magic popping up. He knows that just naturally people are going to break their wands, okay? Olivander is a good guy, alright? Anyway, he puts besides him not being a good guy, right? Maybe he's a questionable character, maybe I lied, because he goes <laughs> and he says to Harry, he's like, oh, the wizard who has this you can expect great things and harry's like like what (laughs) like you know like tell me and then he's like oh you can do terrible but great things and this kid is like freaking 11 and has all this pressure and then it's just like goodbye because Hagrid buys headwing and i honestly this is a sweet gesture but i have a problem with this because wouldn't have harry liked to pick out his own animal what if he didn't want an owl Hagrid just was like too bad! This is your pet now. I mean, he loved Ted Wing, so that's good. I guess Hagrid, like, maybe it was that, like, baby bond of, like, carrying him in the motorcycle thing that he, all of a sudden, just he's like, I know this kid will want a white snowy owl. But so, so mean that he robbed that from him. So anyway, at this point, Harry has no idea who killed his family and what the fuck is going on, right? All of this has still happened. He has really no idea. He, like, kind of knows. And he's like, who is Voldemort? Can, like, somebody please tell me? This is about my life. And Hagrid's like, uh, no one says Voldemort. And Harry's like, can you spell it? And Hagrid's like, no, I can't spell. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, And he's like, okay. Then he tells the story anyway, and he's like, hey, man, it was dark times. No one... No one ever lived through, like, a Voldemort attack. Uh, And when he tried to kill Harry, all of the people, like, his parents died. People who were protecting him died. Except Harry didn't die. And the scars from the evil curse. But everybody thinks in the Wizarding World that Voldemort died. But Hagrid, Hagrid over here, he doesn't think Voldemort died. uh, Which might be Albus Dumbledore brainwashing. But it's also true, because Voldemort
1: isn't dead, right? Bum, 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 we're about to hear. Wait, so, so, Albus Dumbledore, Dumbledore, then, you think it's been brainwashing Hagrid or, or braining
0: Hagrid. <laughs> Is that what you're to say? Uh, Moving on, anyway. But here's my question. If everybody knew about Harry Potter, why, I mean, why how did they not try to find him? I guess Dumbledore maybe enchanted perfect Drive? Maybe there's, there is an enchantment over there that I know in the seventh books, but I'm I'm confused as how, why did wizards not try to be like, oh, this is the guy who saved Voldemort? Like, where's the wizard agent being like, this baby boy can make me a lot of money, you know what I mean? Like, I gotta get him on every wizard poster there is! <laughs> like, where, how is that, how is that not a thing? I would love to see like all these stories of like the wizards trying to like find Harry and mm. being unsuccessful. I feel like that's a great series uh way better than the prequels that are going on anyway then we skip to going to platform nine and three quarters they play the twin trick i hate the way the twins are portrayed i feel like Narnkar, your twin friends would be very very upset because the twins like say everything in unison and then they like pretend to be each other and is that successful for other twins do twins do that
1: so from my knowledge of twins i've known a few (laughs) uh Uh, is that they do not intentionally, but sometimes do pretend to be each other, right? It's in like sometimes it's just less trouble if someone's like, Hey, how's it going, right? Rachel, you just go, So good, how are you? (laughs) Because she, because it's so much more trouble to explain, I'm not her, I'm her twin, yeah, right? So sometimes people just like go along with it
0: for the sake of that. The more you know. So anyway, Molly Weasley helps Harry find where he's supposed to go. It was an emotional moment. She's so sweet. I need more women like Molly Weasley, to be honest. MW. Yeah, man. No. WWMW. No, WWD. I don't even know how to say that.
1: I D. M W-D.
0: I can't do letters. I have I'm I have Voldemort in my brain. <laughs> Which means I have brain trauma. Anyway.
1: Or BT. <laughs>
0: Stop. Uh Ron is super impressed by Harry's scar, boys being boys, you know. Are you impressed by other people's scar? Like, have you ever had a manly chat with your friends about war injuries?
1: No, I don't, I've never been impressed by somebody else's scar, but every once in a while someone will, like, look at my hands and see a scar and be like, oh, you have a scar, and then I might talk about it. But, uh, I don't, like, I will talk about my own scars, but I don't give a fuck about anybody else's scars. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, I don't even know how I got half of my scars. Anyway, so, uh, they go, and they're, like, now they're on the train, and there's that famous line of anything off the trolley, and then Ron is, like, poor, and he has this, like, crusty old sandwich, and Harry, who just got a bunch of money at 11 years old, is, like, we'll take the lot, which is very unfair to everybody else on the train, okay? Also, he's a huge big spender. Like, how much did that cost? I, that had to be at least, I mean, there's a bunch of kids. God, I mean, unless they have unlimited what is, supply. What is, what is it, let me call Do we not? Gallons. There's like... There's not... There's like a several There's like several other things, but usually it's gallons. Yeah. So they do chocolate frogs, which I love the appeal of in real life. If you've ever had a real life chocolate frog, they're pretty good. If you haven't, they're pretty good. Um, But... When he opens the frog, it, like, jumps out, which would make me never want to buy that candy. I am so mad about spending unnecessary money. It's like wizard gambling with chocolate. Mm. Ron introduces Scabbers, or so we think. And then I have this whole question of, how did Peter Pettigrew, who is disguised as Scabbers at this moment, know that he, that Ron would become Harry's friend? Like, that is so... There's so many odds. Like, how did he know that he would be sorted into Gryffindor? I guess they knew that he would be in the same
1: year. Yeah, I mean, this is crazy. It's almost like the author didn't know what they were writing when they <laughs> started writing it. I mean, I can't. Wow.
0: She got rejected a bunch. Anyway, so Hermione comes in, very, very Boston. She's like, let's see some magic. But they're not allowed to do magic outside of school, but I guess the train in doing magic is okay? The train is school property? Who knows? Hermione Granger is also already in uniform. I imagine that it's very hot on trains. She's, like, just prepared, right? If she comes, she, like fixes Harry's glasses, bitches get things done. She has the famous Hermione Granger and you are. Oh my God, my family and I would recite that line all the time. I don't know why that stuck with us. She comes in, she sees Ron. She's like, you got dirt on your nose. She's just like freaking there, dude. I wish I had as much balls as Hermione Granger sometimes to just say something that is so atrocious and not give a fuck. But she's also looking out for them because it's like, you want to go get sorted with dirt on your nose, Ron Weasley? Like you want to go stand for the student body with dirt on your face? And they, the whole school already knows you're poor. Like, she did you a favor? And then they like make the first years after they get off of the train travel by boat, and they never do that again. And it's a really weird initiation, and it seems dangerous. A bunch of eleven-year-olds
1: in boats. Like I don't even know if there's a teacher in all their boats. I'm assuming that there is. But it's weird. Wait, wait. Did you say there's something that happens in one of the early books that is never mentioned again? Wow, it's almost like she didn't know what she was doing when she wrote the first book.
0: I mean, maybe she didn't know they were going to be a series. I don't know. No, I. She. It's a woman writing. We were women weren't allowed to write for so long. <laughs> we we're trying our best. <laughs> anyway uh they talk about house earning points which i think it's in the books more but it literally in the movies only matters for the first year and then neville finds trevor the toad which was missing on the train and i would really love to know How that Toad found its way back to Hogwarts. I would love that story instead of the prequels. The Journey of Trevor the Toad. Like, I think that would be way more amazing, right? That would be such a good film. Where is that film? Uh, I just wanna know what that Toad is up to. So then, Malfoy tries to suck Harry's dick, not physically. I mean, kind of, I guess, but not really. But he tries to, like, (laughs) linguistically suck Harry's dick because he's like, but he's also dick sucking himself at the same time. Malfoy's got a big mouth. And he like makes fun of Weasley and he 's like you don 't want to get in the wrong lot, which I guess is like this almost makes me think that wizards are in like gangs a wizard gang. There comes to me like this evil music close up which I really found hysterical. I might have been on marijuana. Evil music close up of his of Draco Malfoy's hand waiting to be shook, and Harry like just disses out of that handshake. It's brilliant. It's absolutely amazing cinematography. And he's like, I can tell the wrong sort for myself, and it's Malfoy is fucking wrecked. I mean, there was like a group of kids does, like. Does Harry, it's
1: freaking... does Harry have a reason at this point to know that Malfoy is the wrong sort? I
0: mean, he kind of was just like an asshole to Ron, you know. Like if somebody came in, like like he who must not be named that starts with a g <laughs> um you know oh, he's probably whoa, got an energy, probably got an energy. my own
1: demon <laughs> on this show
0: wow uh he probably has like an energy that you're like i don't trust him i'm always so curious too like hermione knows so much already and she's a muggle so i'm like how did she get all this wizard info did she just go into flourish and bots and just buy all the books and read them how i did she go
1: there in the first place
0: because she's a Muggle- she has magic. They just learn- they can detect magic and they send the thing, the ministry does, and they send out things to Hogwarts, like whatever school zone you're in, they send out and be like, okay, you're a wizard, you gotta go to school now and learn how to control your magic.
1: Yeah, for sure
0: way they establish all the rules right here we go the dark forest is forbidden unless you get detention Uh, more about that later the third door corridor is forbidden then they all get sorted right and then hermione i guess is being like being like i just need to relax you know like it's gonna be fine no matter what house i'm sorted in i'm sure she's heard the rumors because she's smart and it starts this thing of like ron being really mean to hermione which i think created this catastrophe of women liking assholes there was a lot of more media contributing to that but i also think that the harry potter franchise added to it because Ron literally calls her mental if any man calls you mental like more than once in a mean condescending way walk away ladies you don't need a man to tell you you're crazy With the way that society treats women, you will be crazy. Um, Men should be more crazy with the way that society treats their mothers, daughters, sisters, girlfriends, wives, friends. Come on, wake up. Anyway, I I hate that they made, there's a whole thing on Ron, I'm not the first one to say this, but about how, because I don't think Ron is such an asshole in the books, but they make Ron a big meanie in the movies to Hermione. And it's that whole thing of like, boys being mean to girls means that they like them.
1: Yeah, it's fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> uh, sorry about doing that to people. <laughs> Were uh, you mean to
0: girls ever? Have been... you liked them?
1: Yeah, I think that there's a, not mean, but I think that sometimes I come across as mean when I'm joking around, and sometimes I, like, make a joke, and someone is like, oh, wow, I can't believe you just said that to I me. I guess when like, you're poor, yeah, funny joke.
0: is the only thing you have going for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's talk about the sorting hat. Let's talk about that. So, okay, so here's the question that I have. So the sorting hat is sorting out all of these people into the house that they belong in, right? So, but, like, is there a time when there's 20 kids come and then they're all Gryffindors, right? There's no way that happens, right? So the sorting hat is is judging who belongs where, but also managing the, the dorm rooms, right? And it's like, well... We got, this person is really a Gryffindor, but I got a spot open and in Slytherin, and I don't have any spots in Gryffindor left. I mean, right? I they guess they could
0: magically life. make things bigger. I don't know. I mean, that would affect the house points, so then it's like okay. a widening of house uh, points. J.K.
1: Rowling. This is a J.K. Rowling argument right here. They could just make them bigger, right? This is what she would write. Oh, let's But it's also, make... so it's a magical
0: building. It's a magical, it's magical. building. There are rules. Magic <laughs> has rules. This is the Why? problem
1: with Harry Potter. The magic there would be the one rules. thing to not have rules. If there aren't rules, then <laughs> it's just He's like, heated. kill everyone, right? Is that no! a magic you can do? Why?
0: You, I mean, you could kill everyone probably with the magic, Except... but probably people wouldn't want to do that because if they kill everyone, they kill themselves. Who is that suicidal?
1: <laughs> no, there are rules. Because there oh are rules God. that govern magic. Otherwise it would just be like it uh, someone would just say, uh, kill Voldemort magic and then Voldemort would die. But it's not
0: that easy because he has horcruxes. You can't get, people have horcruxes, because they have multiple souls. There are rules. No I mean oh my there god. There are rules. I don't have a problem with that, but apparently Luke does. Anyway, I don't remember who says it, but somebody's like, oh, there's not a witch or wizard who went bad in Slytherin. But then later, there's all this, like, Slytherin propaganda who's like, Slytherins aren't that bad. That's not what it means. Even J.K. Rowling is like, Slytherin isn't that bad. And I guess that's just, like, a character's opinion in this, which is, like, I guess house bias. But it's kind of an interesting thing to talk about. Do we think that all people in Slytherin are bad? Is cunning a bad thing? Like, being a cunning person? Who knows? I think if everyone's
1: like, being a Slytherin. businessman,
0: essentially- this is what I feel like. I feel like Slytherin is corporate America.
1: This is the thing of, it definitely seems like everyone in Slytherin is bad, right? Yeah, in
0: the movies especially. And through Harry's thing, but Gryffindor and Slytherin have a rivalry for whatever reason that dates back centuries. Yeah. I don't and, know the thing.
1: And the uh, the winning side writes history. So, yeah, poor uh, Slytherins. Poor Slytherins. Um,
0: <laughs> the thing that amuses me about the house sorting is that they just call names in whatever order. It is not alphabetical at all. There is not it's just freaking random. It's
1: magic. Yeah. It's not random.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's no rules in magic apparently. Um <laughs> And then uh, my biggest thing is Percy is their house prefect, and I'm like he's in Gryffindor, but truly Percy is a snake and belongs
1: in Slytherin. <laughs> Let's go back a second. I'm imagining like they call Harry twice, and he's like, he's like, I already got sorted. There's no rules in magic, Harry. <laughs> Right, you go right. They told me I was a Gryffindor. <laughs> nope, not anymore. You're a Hufflepuff, Harry. You got called twice. The sorting hat never makes a mistake. Dude. <laughs> Anyway,
0: Harry prays that he's not in Slytherin. He heard one gossip rumor and immediately like, just is like, yeah, Slytherin's bad. Also, like, Draco Malfoy got sorted in. He just, like, ruined that
1: bridge, you right? Have to be
0: careful. <laughs> uh, and the Sorting kind of is, like, super cryptic and cynic when he's on Harry's head. I wonder, did he do this with the other children? Or is Harry, like, hallucinating from all the trauma, right? He's like, Slytherin would help you, Harry. But Harry's like, I'm choosing Gryffindor. And I'm like this is like kind of true. These kids are eleven. They do not need like an evil voice being like, "Do you want to join the dark side?"
1: It's like, oh my, it feels we like just my cat. Slytherin is the dark side. I but, don't think it is, but it's like so if you- maybe Harry fucked up, and everything would have been way easier if he just listened <laughs> to his elders instead of. But a he messed rumor, up instead of a rumor. He anything.
0: messed up because he pissed off Draco Malfoy, who was sorted before him, and got into Slytherin. You do not want to go. You just told the guy you stole this boy, "I don't want to be friends with you," and then you get sorted into his house. That life sucks. He can be super. Super popular in Gryffindor. He's been bullied his whole life. He's not Harry, a Harry is the,
1: Harry's the, playing the boy field. who lived. Harry is going to be popular wherever he goes.
0: I don't think so necessarily. I mean, in another movie, that's not necessarily the case. Anyway, there's ghost
1: and they just go through the food, which I think
0: is super weird. I would be very offended. Would you eat if a ghost went through your food? Would
1: you eat it? I would love to.
0: Ew. What's wrong with you? And then we learn about uh, Nearly Headless Nick, who is the headless hunt, and we miss his whole, like story in the fourth movie it's in the book he has like this dinner party i don't even remember what was the importance of it but i feel like nearly headless nick is like lovable supporting or like i guess a lovable one-off we see him i guess in the second one slightly he gets petrified
1: somehow do we find out why some people become ghosts and some people just die
0: i think we do i don't remember why i should have looked that up beforehand Mm -hmm. i think it's about it's, it might be a choice. It might be about unfinished business because he was trying to get into the Headless Hunt and he couldn't. I think he was trying to... What about the the reason he girl? got Headless. Moaning Myrtle was because she was killed during a moment of trauma. It seems like if they have some sort of unfinished business or die violently, they become ghosts.
1: Everyone dies in a moment of trauma.
0: I guess. Technically, but also, I don't know. You could try peacefully on morphine. I don't do drugs, I swear.
1: Try morphine. It's peaceful.
0: No, oh my god. What? Don't it's I think that's a bad message. You can
1: get anyway. out easily.
0: Oh my god. No, because it's funny. Don't do drugs, kids. Life is so much better if you just take your supplements and eat healthy.
1: <laughs> yeah, take your supplements, wink.
0: No wink,
1: wink, Healthy wink, natural
0: wink. supplements. Yeah. Anyway, so there's changing staircases in this world. How the fuck do kids get to class on time there's moving pictures which is also distracting how do people with seizures survive in the harry potter world i also wonder do they change the fat lady because every freaking picture of the fat lady who is like the head portrait to get into the gryffindor common room mm-hmm. she looks different every time is she just a chameleon i don't understand but the cool plus side of being a hogwarts student you don't have to lug your baggage all the way up the stairs it's just mm. magically in your room Right? I wish that in college, you know, you got to load all that stuff up. You, Man, that was exhausting. I wish I went to Hogwarts. Professor McGonagall yells at the students even though if their staircases change and they're new here. And she's like, oh, I should have transfigured you into a pocket watch so you guys would be on time. Which is like kind oh. of threatening. I would write home to my mom about that and be like, Mom, um, a teacher threatened me today in school. She said she was going to turn me into a watch. Sorry if I don't write back. And then they were like, we got lost. And Professor McGonagall was like, find a map. Do you need a map to find your seats? She's like a harsh cookie, but honestly, low-key love her. Uh So then we go to Snape's class and Harry's like taking notes in class and gets yelled at, which I feel like honestly does happen a lot in college. Like people will be like writing things on their notepad, like actually doing it. And the teacher will get like pissed that they're not being paid attention to. Hmm. Do you feel like that happens? Never
1: had that happen.
0: No. Oh, because you're such a, an amazing student. No,
1: not, no, I never even saw that happen. There was
0: I like... feel like that has happened a couple of times. We're like, I, I, I've seen it happen in a lot of acting classes too, where people are like writing down, and people be like, "Don't do that. Pay attention to me." And it's like, she's trying. I mean, they paid two hundred dollars for this class. I think it's their choice at this point, I know, right?
1: I know that uh, my one professor who did uh, a lot of movement stuff, she would be like, "Don't take notes as movement." And she always talked about her her professors in college um, who were all Asian, who would be like, "Don't take notes; it's too Western." <laughs> and I and I tend to think, especially in like an improv thing, for me, it's like, oh, I, I think that there's a certain amount of if somebody's taking notes, it kind of means yeah. they're not listening, right? It's like it's easier rather than it. listening. Because if you listen and think, you don't have to take notes. And the things that the things you have to take notes on right, in classes are like dates. If you need dates, names, yeah. keywords, things like that. If Maybe you're really helpful acting, resources. Yeah, yeah, if you're in an acting class, if you're in an improv class, you should just be absorbing the things and listening to them. Because yeah. you're not going to remember like, oh yeah, I wrote down listening and then, like, remember that. You just, like, have heard it.
0: I think there's sometimes, though, you could write down, like, oh, I liked this moment. Like, I don't know. I I don't like, though. Here's the thing. It's different if I'm on this class on scholarship, if I'm on this class by invite. I think it's different when you fork over $500. I'm like... Take what you need, right? Right? If I was a teacher of a class, I'd be like, dude, I'm like, here's going to be the truth. I don't think you'll get out much if you just stay taking notes, right? But also, I'm not you. I don't know how you learn. I'm not going to dictate how you learn. I hate when there's, like, casting directors or actors turned teachers who get mad when somebody's taking notes. I feel like that's the whole thing of what is wrong with, like, the teaching system is, like, You need to respect that everybody learns differently. And maybe if notes are a crutch for somebody, you can examine that. But I feel like then take a class, like, make people take classes that is like, okay, this is about learning things that are unlearning things that are your crutches. It doesn't mean that you necessarily don't have to always be on your crutches, but this is the class to be like, what does it feel like to be uncomfortable, right? And let people choose. Because I feel like, and maybe people won't choose to be uncomfortable, but forcing someone to do something I don't feel like is ever very effective.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it, I don't feel like you learn that bad. They did that in The 100 Humans, right? They did that whole torture scenario, and you're going to feel tortured if you feel uncomfortable not learning. I'm really big on how to teach properly. Um, anyway, so then they induced the remember all, which has that like brilliant thing that I feel like grown-ups loved as a kid, where it's like, I got remember, but I can't remember what I've forgotten, which is very... Uh, I always feel like relevant. You know? Mm. Can't mm. remember what you forget wow. half the time. Child. It was deep. And you say she's not a good writer. She's writing truth like that.
1: Wow. I've <laughs> never said she's not a good writer.
0: Uh, you get sort of. <laughs> okay. And then someone broke into Gringotts and it's low-key a big deal, but they... It seems like they didn't take anything because, guess what? The stone is already taken. Uh, and then they go to a flying class. Uh, and I can't remember what her name is, but she's like the coach person obviously a lesbian totally lesbian uh, but she leaves the children alone with brooms first year which is a terrible idea because neville breaks his wrist right so she leaves she leaves a bunch of students who know they're like learning to control their magic at this point right alone with like dangerous equipment that already like you didn't call another teacher for backup there's no magic spell you could have been like hello please help <laughs> like
1: yeah this is a common thread in things like this. Have you have you seen the magicians? No, the magicians barely. is the, this on steroids, where <laughs> there's people with very powerful magic, just left alone and just do terrible, terrible things. Right, and it's just like, oh, hey. You don't know what you're doing. Here, do it. But and, in a and teaching facility, like, this can't, and... if this
0: happened in a real-life school where somebody was left with dangerous equipment because the teacher had to take the student who was hurt, like, what would happen is that student who was hurt would be off to the sidelines, the teacher would watch the class and would have called over the super, I mean, you were homeschooled, so I guess you don't know this, but you would call over the superintendent speakers to get somebody to come grab the student who was hurt and take them to the nurse. Or they would pick a student who was doing well in the class to take that student to the play, Like, you wouldn't leave at the class as a teacher. Anyway. Or you would take the brooms away. Yeah. yeah, You would be like, it's so dumb. So dumb. So, then Harry and Malfoy have this whole thing where they like, catch the remember all and then uh, they don't get in trouble. Even though she was like, no one fly. When she left, she was like, nobody fly, nobody do this. Of course, they're not going to listen because they're 11. Uh, they don't get in trouble. And this just proves my theory that athletes at schools, they never get in trouble. Athletes can literally probably murder a student. And I do not know if they would get expelled from their school. Absolutely, I do not know if they would get expelled. It is crazy how passionate we are about sports. Why? What is in there? Is sport? I honestly feel like sports is also feeding a demon. That makes us. There's something there. There's demonic energy in it sports. It is it's
1: feeding the demon we call capitalism. <laughs> because that's the thing is, sports are pretty much the only thing that's bringing money in the university, right? Other than tuition, right? Yeah. You got a you got a football team that's good. Theater could tickets. you could sell tickets for theater. Yeah, you could if people wanted to go to theater.
0: <laughs> they should. It's so much fun. Look, we're talking about Harry Potter right now. Yeah, we're
1: talking, we're talking about, about theater. Movie.
0: Yeah, you could do movies. Theater should do that more. Bring in more movies. Anyway. So, first years never make house teams, but Harry did, so now he's famous, rich, and super talented without trying, which I like to call the famous hero white guy trope, right? Like, it's always, I feel like that is in every movie. They're like, yeah, we're just good at everything. <laughs> like,
1: he's also not smart. Like, I guess never, that's true. Never he's got is very Harry smart. Harry is Harry He's is very nothing. lucky, yeah. Harry is lucky. Harry is very annoying. Oh, yeah. I agree. As (laughs) a a straight white man, I hate Harry Oh, my God. The character, not the series.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I like Harry. I think even though he is, like, he can be annoying with that. But I also feel like that is... Sometimes I feel that about you. You're, like, talented without... I feel like you have the same thing. It's just, like, the privilege of being a white straight male, right? Oh, my God.
1: Do you think I'm talented? Oh, my
0: God. This is not (laughs) your podcast. Okay. So, anyway, Harry is the... Youngest wizard in the century to make the team. Uh, And then Hermione, which is kind of stalkery that she knows this, knows that his dad was in Quidditch before Harry even knew his dad was in Quidditch. Which is like, that has to be weird of like the whole world knowing more about your family than you know about them. And like, I probably cry every time somebody told me a realization about that. I would be like very upset. This is probably why Harry was written as a boy and not a girl because men are allowed to cry in our society. Are men allowed to cry more in British society? I wonder if it is this American thing that men aren't allowed to cry? I don't know. So the staircase changes when they're after they like have that scene about like where Harry's like, I'm just like my dad, you know, feeling like inspired. And then they all of a sudden know it's the third floor. I don't know how they knew it was the third floor. I guess maybe because it was like empty. And then Mrs. Norris, which is the Flint, Mr. Flinch, I think he's called. Flinch, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm saying his name wrong. But he has this cat and she like, spies around and then like goes and gets them and miss norris catches them and but hermione isn't taken no she's not getting trouble in school hermione is a good student so she opens the door with the spell that she learned in the standard book of spells i don't know how long they've been at school at this point not very long so it just proves like she's incredible i wish we had a hermione book series honestly i think the perspective of hermione would have been Almost more interesting than just hearing it from the boy who it is. From the boy uh, who doesn't want to do anything. <laughs> um, she opens this door with a Laura Mora, and then they see a three-headed dog, and they all scream at the dog, even though they're all worried about being caught, which also is, like, a terrible tactic. But, then again, they are 11. Also, they're in
1: wizard school and a three-headed dog freaks them out i
0: mean it's a pretty huge dog it's a pretty big dog i also am like they don't want to be caught that it's on the third floor but the door is unlocked like they just unlocked the door with a spell isn't the faculty going to notice that uh anyway they realize that the dog is guarding something and hermione is like i'm just going to bed before i get killed or worse expelled and ron is like oh, she's got to sort out her priorities because Hermione is a crazy woman trope and women are crazy because you can't be smart and successful. You can't be brilliant without putting a woman down, realistically. Uh, hello, Harry Potter. Uh, movies. And so they go to this whole Quidditch thing. Ollivander, no, I don't know. He's not Ollivander. It's Oliver Wood, which is very close to Ollivander. Uh, I feel like fantasy books do this all the time, but I also understand because there's so many characters in fantasy and you just run out of names. There's seven players on Quidditch, but there's also seven books in the series. Is that Mm. a thing? And I definitely feel like Quidditch is geek writes sports, right? Geek, who has never played sports before, writes something about sports. It's like soccer and football and baseball in the air, right? (laughs) Like...
1: Yeah, it's an impossible game. It's terrible. It uh, is meaningless to watch because if somebody gets the snitch, then you but win.
0: this isn't true because that's what they say. They're like, catch the snitch and you win. But if somebody has scored 160 points and you catch the snitch and your team is at zero, you don't win the snitch. Like yeah, you, so,
1: but that's like a, that's a crazy scenario, right? It's it, like, yeah, it's like, but it's it like could you happen. Keep, it's like you keep working really hard and, I don't know, it, it, it is... It just doesn't make any sense. It seems like a terrible game to play because over and over again, you're going to, if you're one of the not snitch players, you're going to be going and doing all of this work and then just losing every time and you're going to get disgruntled.
0: I don't right. think so because you're you're honestly you're trying to keep action so that people are distracted from the snitch. The snitch is almost like a red herring, right? Like you wanna keep the action to where the seeker cannot find the snitch or where the seeker is feels in dangerous, so he has to keep dodging all of these things to not find the snitch, and then meanwhile you're racking up points just in case. Like I think you think that like the one sixty is the scenario, but honestly that's probably like as a team failure, you're like, I wanna get there just in case my team my seeker doesn't do his fucking job. Anyway, so then they go to the cool scene of Wingardium Leviosa, which is, like, one of probably the most memorable meme, I feel like. And this is probably the only children's film where I like where somebody gets exploded. Because Seamus... She-missed Finnegan? I'm not sure Seamus? 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 Anyway, uh, he keeps getting exploded on. And for whatever reason, I found this hilarious even at 20. And most, like, explosive or, like, violent things in children's media, I'm, like... Why is this here? This feels dangerous and bad. Do kids really think that this is funny? Why do children think this is funny? Is it good if your child thinks that explosions are funny? Ron at something mean, which makes Hermione cry in the bathroom all afternoon, and yet she goes on to date and marry Ron. Uh, I don't know if I like this narrative about that.
1: I mean, granted, that's many, many years later. That's true.
0: But it's also, like, I don't know. And I guess, like, you are going to go cry in the bathroom about the guy you care about rather than the guy you don't. Like, if Malfoy said it, you're like, whatever, dude, you're freaking ugly, right? Like, you're like, no one will love you.
1: Granted, <laughs> Ron was freaking ugly at the time. I think right. Ron
0: is kind of adorable, to be honest. I think he I get the appeal. He's a handsome ginger. He's way handsomer than Ed Sheeran. Whoa. Oh, yeah, I'm coming wow. for it. And people think Ed
1: Sheeran's handsome, right? People have crushes on Ed Sheeran. I think most of the people I know think that, that Ed Sheeran is attractive, uh just his looks
0: yeah because he's got the voice and the guitar and he's got like a good personality i think ron is handsome in his looks and his personality is like a 50 50 sometimes sometimes it's amazing sometimes you're like oof so then they're all eating uh dinner in the great hall and quirrell bursts into the room there are children here uh and this is how he acts he just bursts into the room and he's like there's a troll in the dungeon i thought you ought to know and he faints Which is also maybe because he's brain damaged with Voldemort on the back of his head. But also, like, why would you faint if you know Voldemort's on the back of your head? Because what if somebody's going to take off your turban... I mean, I don't know if you could religiously. I don't know what the religious laws are, or if he was religiously. I'm pretty sure he's white in the film. I don't know Does what's he going on because here because
1: of religion. He doesn't say I, anything about it, right?
0: I don't know. I think it is because of religion, from what I remember. I don't know what it is. Do wizards have but, religion. But if he faints, wouldn't someone take off the turban regardless of religion? Like, if it's a religious garb, whether you're dying or not, do you take it off? Like, with I would none be habits?
1: I'm very scared to take off the turban.
0: Yeah, I guess. But if he, I don't know, I guess that would probably be the last thing. But it's still a big risk. Anyway, they establish that trolls are really stupid, which I feel like is a high-key internet clapback. Um, you mean the troll troll? The troll troll. <laughs> but then it turns out that Hermione doesn't know that a troll is out. So, the 11-year-olds say, let's solve it ourselves instead of telling an adult. to be like, hey, our friend isn't here and she doesn't know about the troll. Could you perhaps go find her and tell her? They're like, no, we'll go tell her ourselves. And then it turns out the troll is in the bathroom that Hermione's in, and Hermione knows all of these spells, but in this moment just screams with the troll, which I feel like is a character inconsistency, to be honest. But also, like, you're emotional, you just have the guy that you like say mean things to you, you're not thinking clearly, I could maybe see it. Uh, And then Harry has this genius idea of sticking the wand up the nose, yet that doesn't break his wand, which goes with your unbreakable wand theory. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the 11-year-olds just take out a troll, uh, and that's it's easy. And then Hermione takes the blame, which I also hate, because this is like I feel like a girl expectation of like, oh, I was saved, so I must take the responsibility, even though I didn't ask to be saved, right? Like I was like, I'm thankful, thank you for saving me, but also I didn't ask. And so, but the girl always like take all this emotional turmoil and responsibility. And so Hermione lies about trying to handle the troll. She should just said they were crying and they tried to save me. It was dumb. But, you know what I mean? But they're boys and they care about me. I can't help it. I'm just so care about and adorable. Like, that's what she should have said, but she didn't. I don't know why they lie. Eleven-year-olds are weird. McGonagall is very disappointed. She takes off five points for lack of judgment, but then gives them five points for sheer dumb luck, which is why maybe you shouldn't be punished by your head of house who wants you to
1: win. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's a very corrupt system.
0: (laughs) And so... He gets sent to the Nimbus 2000, and still, the series does not know whether Dumbledore or McGonagall sent them in. But even if Dumbledore or McGonagall sent him the Nimbus 2000 for the team, that's cheating. That's far out cheating. Because then, why doesn't the whole school have... Like, it's so dumb. I guess he doesn't have a broomstick, and he's had an unfair life, but it's still not fair. But also, he's got a bunch of money, Yeah, right? he, he could have just, just bought it himself. So- yeah, I don't understand why they got that. Honestly, I think it would have made more sense to, even though Sirius doesn't come into the third one, I don't even think she probably even thought about Sirius at this point. It would have made more sense that Sirius sent him the Nimbus, right? And then sends him again the next broomstick. Like, it would have made sense that somehow he'd heard. I also have a problem with this, too, because it's like, okay, so they can go send him this broom, but then in the third movie and book, they can't sign the permission slip to Hogsmeade, even though they know that it's like, you know what I mean? It's so dumb. Anyway, they start the Quidditch game and they lead it off with like, Oh yeah, this guy took a bludger to the head in two minutes and then he woke up in the hospital years later and they're like, Alright, let's play. Harry Potter is 11. His broomstick is enchanted and acting wildly at this Quidditch game. He's an 11-year-old child. He's the tiniest boy on the team. And then Hermione thinks that Snape is cursing his broom. And so she stops him by lighting Snape on fire. I don't know how she is not caught. She's also 11. An 11-year-old committed arson. This is a crazy plot. Uh, I also keep thinking, like, wouldn't he have kept cursing even after the fire was out? But I guess he's also trying to be discreet. And then... Turns out they won the game because Harry throws up the snitch. He's 11. I feel like that's not safe. I feel like there's probably, like, mercury poisoning or some sort of metal toxins in there. But Gryffindor wins! Hell yeah! <laughs> Woo! Wow. And so they go to Hagrid and they talk about the three-headed dog. And Hermione is like, oh, that thing has a name, which is called Fluffy, which is kind of cute and adorable. Ridiculously adorable. Uh, it is a kid's book. So, why not name your monsters Fluffy? But the problem I have with this is that Hermione, in book 4, is starting to fight with elf rights, but she is going to be rude to the three-headed dog, right? She's going to be like, oh, that's a thing, but house elves who are treated as slaves aren't. Like, where are Fluffy's rights? Where are friggin' Fluffy's rights? I'm going to start, like, a whole little group for that. Hagrid leaks the name Nicholas Flamel, and he's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that, which is also a great meme. And Hermione doesn't know, and if Hermione doesn't know, we're in a pickle, right? Um, Then there goes to, like, the spooky Christmas song. I used to listen to the spooky Christmas Harry Potter song all the time. It goes like, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. It's so good. It's a banger, honestly. Listen to the spooky Christmas song, even if it's not Christmas and Harry and Ron are playing wizard's chess, and Ron is a really good chess player for being the dumbest one in the group, because usually I feel like being good at chess is a sign of intelligence. And so his parents are seeing Bill in Romania, so he's staying home, he's not invited. I don't really understand why he wouldn't go see his brother, but all right. <laughs> he's got to say for this plot to make sense.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, so they've looked a 100 times for Nicholas Fumel, but Hermione's like, not in the restricted section. She's a baddie. And then she goes, happy Christmas. And is it British to say happy Christmas? I think so, yeah. yeah. I like it. More Americans should say happy Christmas. Harry gets the most awesome sweater ever, which has like the H on it. There's like some girl on Etsy who makes the like Harry Potter word sweaters. I feel like I really want one. You can do it like with your name. But I also feel like having boobs ruins those sweaters.
1: Because mm, it, it's it. like,
0: oh my God, Bean. <laughs> this is like a moment that I realized Harry has probably never had any Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. That is so surreal to me. Seems like he's never had any any problems, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess he got one from Hagrid for his birthday, which was Hedwing. So Dumbledore gives him the invisibility cloak, but we're never talked about it. I also guess, like, Dumbledore really, like, took it from his dad and then held on to it for him. It's also weird that they didn't mention the fairy tale then, Given that the fairy tale becomes very important later, probably should not have that all planned out, right? Like, she's writing these books as she goes, clearly.
1: Yeah.
0: But it would have been cool if the fairy tale was attached to it and then it being brought up later. It's a missed opportunity. So then they go to the restrictions section with the cloak, because here they go. They've got the problem solved. But they have a hand with a lantern, which is super suspicious to go around with an invisible cloak like it's clearly someone's under the cloak and then he goes to the section and he takes off the cloak and i'm pretty sure you can see through the cloak because else how could you walk around with the cloak Mm. and then he opens a book and a scary loud face comes out honestly this part scares me now it is freaking terrifying also why does the school have a restriction section why does that does Normal schools have restricted sections in their library? I can't even say that. It's a time to restricted section.
1: Dude, I, I don't remember. Is there like a door to get in there or it's just like a. No, it's shelf? just a
0: different shell. I guess it's roped off maybe?
1: Yeah, but yeah, it seems like it would be a thing of if there is a. For one thing, why are we censoring knowledge? Uh, <laughs> and for another thing, why are they not just in another room if you are going to restrict yeah that, or it's like restricted.
0: a teacher yeah like locked up in a teacher's also it's just weird to have a restricted section but anyway flinch catches them he's like you can't hide and harry's like i have a cloak guess again uh but cats can see through it though i guess i don't really know and why not uh yeah i don't know and then he sees snape and quarrel arguing i can imagine that voldemort probably had a quite a talking to to quarrel after this argument if Snape is starting to suspect but also doesn't Voldemort believe that Snape is on his side so Mm -hmm. I don't know what Voldemort can sense being in the turban or if he's just like dormant in the back I I don't know we don't really we don't talk about it except I guess the a very Potter musical does kind of and then Snape randomly reaches out but nothing is there I but and it's like a cool cinematography fact I think it should have been cut from the movie. Cause it's weird and then they're like oh a student is out of bed during the holidays which is terrible and totally unpredictable like why would a student leave the room on the holiday I don't yeah, know it's
1: the holidays, yeah it's, the it's weird
0: that there's still rules I guess they're trying to maintain order anyway so then we hear find the mirror of Ezrid or what I can not ever say but it's the mirror of desire basically because it's desire backwards and Harry sees the family that he wants and like all he wants is unconditional love and I freaking cry this far every time. I'm freaking dead. Me too. Bye. I think, is this in the room of requirements? I think it's hinted that that mirror is in there. But then when they have the room of requirements, it isn't there. So is this a different room? Look like, where did the mirror go? I have so many questions.
1: Nobody knows. Nobody knows <laughs> anything about it. It's almost like the book was written and then with no plan of the future. Anyway.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess back then, though, you didn't know if you were going to sell another book, right? So you just told the story that you knew how
1: to tell. Yeah, but if you read any of the great fantasy series of our time, there is a plan for the future, and that you're building things which will be, you know, The Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, anything they're building, they're like, I'm putting this She was this also in depressed.
0: Here. It's too hard to plan. <laughs> uh... Anyway, so Harry wakes up Ron to come see my parents. Look, you guys, I'm loved. You can be nice to me. And Ron doesn't see that. He sees him winning the cup because Ron is a Leo. You and Ron are a lot alike. And then Ron's like, oh, maybe could show the future. And Harry's like, how can it show the future? My parents are dead. We're like, oof, Ron, really? Like, yikes. And Harry just keeps going through him and looks and looks at his parents. And it is so freaking heartbreaking. And we don't talk about it. And then Dumbledore catches him one day and dumbledore says that in the mirror he sees socks and i think that somehow the socks are a grindelwald reference some sort of like gay sock thing like i guess when you fuck with socks there's more friction i don't know i don't why else would he say socks? there's gotta be something Maybe it's like a condom metaphor. I don't know. I'm sorry for ruining Dumbledore for you, but if he's gay, I want the evidence. I want the gay proof. I want Grindr Dumbledore. It's really sad because Harry will never get to know who his family is. Like, and and that's like the one thing he desires is like to be happy and loved with his family, which I guess he gets temporarily when he dies in the seventh one. But it's very sad. He'll never be happy. R.I.P. Harry Potter. And Dumbledore has this, like, brilliant quote, which I really like, uh, and it's often, like, quite a white girl Instagram blogs throughout the world. Uh, It isn't good to dwell on dreams and forget to live.
1: Mm.
0: Although I love to dwell on dreams and forget to live. So, Mm. sorry, Dumbledore, fuck you. So then, Headwing is flying, and it's a brilliant cinematography piece. They really milk all the owls flying. Got those drone shots, man, you gotta pay for them. I can't imagine how hard that must... I don't know if it's that hard. They probably somebody with treats on the other side and they just feed this bird back and forth.
1: I don't know. it's fucking easy. (laughs) Owls, they fly all the time. All you gotta do is shoot them.
0: Oh my god! Shoot them with a camera! Oh! Oh my god. Oh my god. And then, I wrote in this note, and I feel bad because I wrote this before Tiger King, and I was like, if I'm rich, I'm just owning so many animals. And now, I changed my sentiment, I will just... Go see them at their appropriate location.
1: Um, or just let them live their lives. Don't even yeah, see them. Don't,
0: just, I'll just look at pictures of them and drawings. So then they learn about the Sorcerer's Stone and that this guy, Nicholas Fumel, has had 665 birthdays. That's too many, dude. Harry's never gotten a freaking present. How many presents has this guy got? Is 65 dude? Can you imagine Dudley living to 665 on yeah. his presents? Oof. And he is... Obviously not going to answer any of the questions because he's in no fit state to entertain because he's freaking old, dude. Uh, which I guess is kind of ageist? And then they find out, like, Hagrid has a dragon egg. This sounds so weird describing this out if you've never heard Harry Potter, right? Like, this is very random, I'm just realizing. But Hagrid has a dragon egg and he told info about Fluffy when drunk to a stranger and like, maybe I take back my sentiment that maybe Hagrid can't be trusted, right? I almost forget about Norbert. I feel bad about forgetting about Norbert. I used to have, like, a little toy dragon when I was little because, you know, the Harry Potter merchandise off the shelves, right? And I had, like, an animated little toy Norbert dragon. It was so cool. I wish I still had it. I wish that he returned in the fourth battle where they, in the fourth book where they battle all the dragons to fight Norbert. That would have been something. That was more emotional context. I guess also she's probably like, I can't kill Norbert, right? And it goes to Bill and he's supposed to be like protecting dragons. Put someone to fight Norbert, even though he's so freaking cute. I also thought it was funny that he is a Norwegian Ridgeback in Romania and not Norway. Uh, That's hysterical to me. I don't know why. Uh, He's like a Taurus dragon. (laughs) With his little camera taking pictures. (laughs) Excuse me, (laughs) I'm lost. Can you you point me to Dracula's castle? (laughs) (laughs) Rawr, I'm a dragon. (laughs) it's so cute but Malfoy has spied them and seen the dragon they're not supposed to be walking around at night right but these kids got an invisibility cloak so they're just doing what the fuck ever it was so irresponsible of Dumbledore to give that to him but also I get it right it's like it's a great plot device but damn that the fucking headmaster of the school gives them a tool to break the rules And then they get punished for it! 50 points each, and attention too, because they were out of bed after hours. And then Filch is like, oh I wish when we could do like, put their thumbs in dungeons, I miss the screaming. It's freaking, he's an adult man, it is so creepy, Uh, he's definitely kinky. Filch is part of the BDSM community for sure. The fact that it's children though, disturbs me. So they go to the forest. That's forbidden. Unless you're in trouble. (laughs) Um, And then Hagrid is crying about the dragon, which is honestly me. And people are like, it's going to be okay. He's going to be with his own kind. And he's like, what if the dragons are mean to him? He's a baby. (laughs) Me leaving my cat Milo alone with Marcy.
1: Um, Very true.
0: (laughs) And then the... They're like, they hear a wolf howling, and then they're like, no big deal, there's more than werewolves in the forest. And I'm wondering if that is Lupin howling? Like, I wonder, I'm assuming that Lupin still goes into the Shrieking shack under the tree when he's transforming, right? Or does Lupin have, like, different places to be a werewolf? And so then we see Unicorn Blood, and it looks like freaking lube, you guys. It probably is a lubricant based, And they split up because that's smart. In the Forbidden Forest, which they're not allowed to go to, they split up and one of two of the children go with Hagrid, who is the adult, and the other two children, Harry and Malfoy, go with Fang, who is a coward, I guess. Uh, H- Fang is Hagrid's dog. Uh, and Draco Malfoy says his famous line, which is amazing, which is, wait until my father hears about this, which I like to say, even though my father will never hear about this. So then they catch this like hooded figure drinking unicorn blood and Malfoy bolts and Harry just stays For whatever reason, because I guess he's shook, but it's still really dumb that he just stays there. And then the cloak thing rises up, and Harry does not use his wand. He doesn't do something. This is a muggle move. I guess he's 11 and still learning, but very muggle move. Harry is terrible at magic throughout
1: the entire (laughs) series. It's not a surprise that he's terrible at magic here
0: oh my gosh everybody's it it makes more sense because he doesn't know anything here right he's he's only halfway through school at this point anyway so a center comes up shows the day scares the hooded thing away and he's like harry potter you must leave but um he's out here on detention so he can't um and the center goes on about how it's a terrible crime to slay a unicorn it, at a terrible price, it keeps you from death, it's a half-life once you drink it, a cursed life. And I'm like, is this why boldly has such bad luck? Like, why all of these things failed? Because he just drank the unicorn blood? Like, mm. done, plays yourself. Congratulations. Damn. <laughs> DJ Khaled. Also, I wonder, is the the unicorn blood a heroin metaphor?
1: Hmm.
0: Is it a drug metaphor? Like, here, you have the ultimate happiness, but you're, like, fucked for life. Hey, only one way to find out. Oh, my God. Bean, children might listen to this. Hopefully. I'm sorry for all the swears, children. Oh, I'm mainly making this for, like, parents who are like, should I let my kid watch Harry Potter? Or things to think about Harry Potter. Also, Harry Potter fans. I don't know. Making this for you guys. You guys out there who would for want to everybody. To this. Everybody,
1: except for people offended by swears. Don't listen.
0: <laughs> or At this point, things. you listen
1: to a whole bunch of this, so I'm sorry you fucked up.
0: <laughs> don't stop it, though. I want your money. Um... <laughs> Hagrid leaks that you can play call music to Fluffy. Uh, I think he leaks this. Who knows? I'm tired at this point. They go to like tell Dumbledore what's happening, but Dumbledore isn't there. He went to the ministry. And then they're going to, like, sneak out and solve the problem themselves because they're 11-year-olds. And 11-year-olds can change the world, apparently. Um, I honestly think if you're an 11, ask an adult. These are adult problems. Ask an yeah. ask another adult. Tell another person. I don't know why they didn't trust all the other teachers. Even though McGonagall is, like, harsh, it's like, why not just tell her? I don't know. But anyway... Neville sticks up for the first time and he's like, I'm not letting you go and make us lose more house points, you tossers. And then, which is very brave, and then Hermione just like petrifies him, which is harsh, dude. And then Ron is like, oh, that was brilliant, but you're scary. Is this a good compliment? I think it's a good compliment. I don't know. It's still that kind of like dismissing that it's like, oh, it's too smart. No, there's a harp that's already playing, I think, when they go for Fluffy. And then all of a sudden the harp stops playing and they, like, make it just in time and they end up in devil's stare, which I think is the metaphor for depression because it Mm. hates sunlight and you have to just relax. Or maybe it's, like, anxiety, you know? I don't know. It's some metaphor for something, probably. Ask J.K. Rowling. I didn't write this. i have (laughs)
1: established. I believe she doesn't know.
0: (laughs) But I think, anyway, I'll argue that it's a depression metaphor because you have to just relax and it hates sunlight and so... Hermione ends up catching a spell, and then they go to this key room, and the whole thing is that they have to catch a key, and there's also a really brilliant, nice depression metaphor that the broken key is still a key, mm. right? Ooh, it's some deep shit right there. It Hope you're ready. It
1: doesn't work.
0: <laughs> no, it's just, it does work, it's what they need. They just have to find the broken key. The broken key is different. It's unlike the other keys. It's special because it's broken. <laughs> um, but when they take the broken key, the other keys are angry. They wanted their broken key to stay broken and ignored. Uh, the special effects in this, honestly, pretty freaking good, dude. Uh, I liked it. And then they do explosive real-life wizard's chest at 11. It's like a Nickelodeon game show. <laughs> um then ron ends up being in a place where he's like you have to go harry it's just you and it's weird that they understand this at the first part of the book but they don't understand it when it's older and ron sacrifices himself and he is 11 i just want to point out that they are all freaking 11 uh what were you doing at 11 i sure as fuck wasn't sacrificing myself (laughs) and they always talk about how like oh the books got darker as they were older and i'm like i don't think so i feel like honestly the first books are darker because of how young they are and what they're facing mm. at their young age it's like different that a 17 year old is going on because you're almost an adult and in the wizarding world you are an adult facing this rather than being a child and facing him underprepared not having all of this training yeah i feel like i know you hate these books but there is a lot of like cleverness in some ways it's written and the friendship and the bravery in it and just just being like 11 and thinking like of an 11 year old doing this like it kind of gives you courage in case there are any like 11 year olds out there like suffering or going through something like i had already read harry potter before i went through kind of my traumatic stuff so it wasn't big for me but maybe for like other kids it was like nice to like have a hero you could project yourself on
1: yeah i would also encourage 11 year olds do your assignments in school. Right? <laughs> like, don't do what Harry Potter well, does, which is Hermione is rewarded. Hermione either. is re- rewarded for yeah, but doing. Hermione's that. not. The- She's also attacked all the time by everybody. Everybody yeah. makes fun of her. Harry is just like stupid, dicking around all the time. You know.
0: He's not always sticking around. He studies. He studied the Patronus and stuff. He does some stuff. It goes like. Hermione is a good student. Harry's like a so-so student, and honestly, he's good at Defense Against the Dark Arts. He's bad at like Potions, where Snape is mean to him, right? And then he's like, he has a hard time understanding history. With and then Ron is the worst. Ron doesn't do anything.
1: Ron is just stupid.
0: Well, and I think Ron is also he's had all of these brothers who do like all these amazing things, and he doesn't. He's kind of like, you know, he's like a middle child. He's not the youngest with Jenny. He's he's honestly almost in your position. He doesn't have a lot going for Like, I think he's kind of... Wow. He's got... No, you have a (laughs) lot.
1: Oh, no. I can't believe you've done
0: this. And he's also like, kind of like the (laughs) losery friend. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he feels... He's (laughs) the Xander. No, dude. Oh, my God. Anyway, he finally gets final scene. We're wrapping this up, you guys. Sorry this took so long, but there's a lot to set up in the Harry Potter things, and I think the other ones will go quicker. Quirrell reveals that Snape was trying to save Harry Potter. Quirrell let the troll in, and Voldemort is... On the back of his head and wants to kill him and he's like i'm never alone which is very very creepy <laughs> to say also to a child this is such a like an abusive situation too honestly there's a lot of trauma flashbacks here and then he tells harry to come here and he does maybe it's magic but if it's not what kind of bullshit? why does harry just come to the guy who's like a villain uh and then he unwraps his turban, and he shows that voldemort is like living off of him of another parasite the two faces on this man is obviously It's so terrifying. It is. I can't believe that we were let children watch the show and we're like, it's fine. This is nightmarish. And then Harry tries to run away, but then there's fire that blocks him. And I put in a joke because I think there were wildfires going on, which was a terrible joke. And I said, welcome to California. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I will, if you donate money, I will donate to a wildfire fund. But then Harry, all of a sudden, when like Coral tries to touch him, makes him disintegrate. And Harry's like, what the fuck? I don't know how I'm doing this. I'm killing my teacher. And Coral just goes in ashes because he can't get to the stone. And then Harry's Potter sweater is like casually torn kind of fashion, like kind of what Kanye West tried to do in a store that he's tried to sell sweaters that were torn for thousands of dollars. It's like kind of trendy, torn. Um, It's over and the Voldemort ghost runs through him, which is terrifying. It's some shit, you guys. And then Harry falls down, but then he wakes up in the
1: hospital, and he smiles because he's got candy. Hey, candy is all you need, you know? I mean, he's 11, so yeah. yeah. I feel like if you had... Honestly, yes. If I woke up and there was
0: candy, there was almond joys. If I died from corona, right, and I woke up in the ICU, and there was an almond joy, I would have happy. the same reaction. Absolutely. <laughs> um. And so, Dumbledore's there, and he's like, or maybe it's Ron. I don't know who's there. I didn't do a good job taking notes at this point. I'm sorry. I was freaked out by the face, I guess. But anyway, somebody says, oh, it was a complete secret, everything that happened. So, of course, everybody knows, which I thought was very funny. And Ron is, like, eating his candy stuff, because Ron's, like, Ron's that dude living off of it. I mean, he's going to go home and be poor, and I don't know if they were ever hungry at the Weasleys, but I guess... They don't have, like, the good sweets. It's all, like, that home-cooked meal, which is good for you. And Harry asks about the others, like, is everybody okay? Which is such a nice, like, you know what I mean? You wake up out of being in, like, a coma, and you're like, how are my friends, you know? Like, are they okay? You don't even ask, like, am I gonna be okay? You hate Harry, but he's honestly a good person. And then Harry's like, yeah, they're totally fine. Uh, Oh, this is Dumbledore, who said it's a complete secret. Anyway, uh, and he's like, Flamel's gonna die, but it's for a good cause. And he was like, the only reason you found the stone is because you wanted to find it and not use it. The person who wants to find it can find it, but if you want to use it, you can't find it. Yeah. Ooh, got him. Uh, and he's like, Voldemort can still return. da da That sets us up for all the other books and movies. Wow. So then... We go to the house points, right? Gryffindor is in last, because of all that. 50 points. Then Hufflepuff, then Ravenclaw, then Slytherin. Last minute points, bruh. Uh, At the last second, we're going to go do this. I think this is the most dickest move of all time. But also, the Gryffindors did go through some shit. I don't know if it should be rewarded, because they could have just told an adult. But anyway... I think Neville deserves some points. He's been picked on. I think it's good confidence building that Neville gets some points. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Dumbledore does that good thing where he's like, I think this is a great quote, where it's a great deal more bravery to stand up to your friends, uh, which I think needs to be talked about more, especially in terms of, like, rape culture and your friends and being, like, a guy and being like, you, what you're doing is wrong and you need to not do it. And it's so hard because usually I think... And the way it's at least portrayed in movies, even though I don't think it... I usually think rapists are a soul people. It's not like a three thing, but always in, like, the frat party movies, it's like, there's four rapist people, and then the one guy, the one cool frat boy is like, don't do it. And I feel like, usually it's, there's one rapist, and there's four people who are like, I don't like that you're doing that, but I don't know what to say, because I know you're going to be a dick, and probably do it anyway. But I think, if you don't say it, you're always going to think of what if I did say it, and it could have stopped him? So I think you should just say it, and probably, if you don't think it's going to stop him... Tell on your friend, dude. Tell on your freaking friend. Figure out, you know what I mean? Like, set him up. Set him up to get caught because teaching your friend how to not be a rapist is going to be more ver- like a much more valuable lesson than letting him become a rapist for the rest of his life. I guess this has nothing to do with Harry Potter, but I made it work <laughs> because I wanted to get this message out and I have the microphone. <laughs> then Gryffindor wins the House Cup. And I honestly think I would be so pissed if I was in, like, second place. You know what I mean? If you were in Ravenclaw and you're like... So we're at our bonus point, right? Like, honestly, they got cheated. And then Harry has to go back to the Dursleys, which is always so sad. This always, like, kicks me in the nuts at the end of every movie, that he's got to go back to his abusers after this, like, wonderful time. There's that, like, theory, I think, there, or there should be. Every time he dreams about Hogwarts, he's in a coma from them beating him up, right? Like, it's this is yeah. not real. Oh, that would be so good. But it's also so sad. But Hagrid gives him a picture book of moving pictures of his mom and dad, and, like, I cried at this point because it's so sad, and he's, he's like, but at least he's got, like, a picture of his mom and dad, which he never had before. Can you imagine, 11 years, no pictures of your family, like, their sister doesn't even have pictures, it's so freaking cruel. And he was like, if Dudley is mean, he's like, threaten him that you can gonna get a nice pair of ears to go with that tail. I think he had to get the tail surgically removed, too, like, the ministry mm. didn't even intervene, it's crazy. Uh, I, but I think they went, like, off the ministry grid, I don't know. And Harry's like, but you can't magic outside of school and haggard's like but your cousin don't know that eventually he does but funny funny cute harry realizes that hogwood is his home and this great big swell of music and they wave goodbye and i wrote fuck fuck i'm so emotional i can't even tell you an abused boy has hope and it's all in caps and yeah honestly i think i a lot of people give the first two movies they don't think they're that good that the pacing is off but it is, I think it's a pretty good starter movie. I honestly like this better than the first Lord of the Rings. I know I'm going to get crucified, but trolls are stupid people, according to J.K. Rowling, so. Do you have anything you would like to say, dear Luke Scorchow?
1: Uh, no, I would just like to say that Harry Potter is an amazing movie, an amazing series. Uh, probably flawless.
0: <laughs> are you, are you lying? I'm going to give you truth serum.
1: Truth serum? Oh, wow, that's a Harry Potter thing, I think. Yes. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, I think that it's, I think that it's interesting that we talked earlier about the fact that muggles know about, like, like, the Dursley kid, Dudley, got a, a tail attached to him, had to go have it surgically removed by doctors, but muggles don't know about it. <laughs> right. Like, how did you get this tail? Oh, I don't know. It was an accident. Like, they, well, if he
0: tells them that it's magic, the doctors are going to lock Dudley up, right? So I'm sure they just came up with a story that he was, like, playing with some chemicals in the doctors, yard. These doctors... <laughs>
1: what? Okay. So
0: if I, you yeah. told the doctor that you got a pigtail for magic, they're going to put you in the schizophrenic
1: child ward. If I went in and the head... Okay, I think that if you have a pigtail, then that's weird. It's weird. weird. This it's is weird. a doctor who, is, who has been with this kid before.
0: I feel like the doctor would probably think that the... Parents are being abusive and, like, sewing animal things. That would be my first guess as a doctor. I'd be like, oh, they're doing some weird yeah, animal experimentation. God, there's, there's I wouldn't get of, magic. There's
1: a bunch of stuff that's yeah. going to happen when you do things like that. And I think that believing, I think that the fact that we think that these magic people are just doing magic without being known by the muggles is ridiculous. Like if They, they were, wipe like, if, their brains, every, I guess. That's the thing. Yeah. If every muggle had their brain wiped... Right, if they were like, no, no, nothing can They get might have know.
0: wiped the doctor's brains after it did it, but they're going to keep Dudley, because there's no way to hide. If you have a magic person in your family, you can't hide that they're magic, because they're going away to school yeah. every so often. So they hide was, it from other people. As I was
1: saying, it's a perfect series, and there are oh no flaws God. in it, and there are no there's flaws. There's definitely
0: flaws, and I think that's what makes it fun to talk about sometimes. I also, I don't know if she knew it was going to be as big as it is. No, and it's hard, because it's like, this is what she set up in the first book, right? Yeah. And it's like... Oops! You know what I mean? Like, you can't unwrite the first book. And she's, like, one of the first... I mean, this is a huge, big series. She's one of the first, like, I feel like, super well-known big series things with a lore. Like, The Lord of the Rings is only a few books, and I also feel like it goes against a lot of lore that we know already that is established. There's
1: there's a lot of fantasy series that that are, like, very... The uh, Lord of the Rings, The Chronicles of Narnia, right? There's yeah. Like, there's a lot, of, a lot of series that have a lot of lore. And then this was... I, I think that the, the thing that makes Harry Potter unique, the reason people love it is because they grew up with it. Yeah. Right? Because they, when they were this age, Harry was that age. When they grew up, Harry grew up with them, right? Yeah. So that people forgive the flaws in it and that, that like, also what like you can give it, even if your kid is growing up now, you can have them read it and they will, they will grow up with it and that's a wonderful thing because most books have a a consistent voice, and this book doesn't. It is written for the age that Harry is. So that is the thing that, which is great about it.
0: Wow, he said one positive thing about Harry Potter. (laughs) Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We're going to do with, uh, we're going to go through all the other Harry Potter series. If you have a movie that is, child's content. I will review any movie. I'm going to review other movies on my YouTube channel if they're not in the children's content media area. If it's on a children's content, I will review it on the podcast. So if you have a children's idea, it will be here. Um, if you have another movie idea you'd just like to hear my thoughts on, follow me up the YouTube channel. I will link it below. I hate when people say their web address on the podcast. I'm not going to write it down, so I'm just going to make it easier, make it give you, like, guys, a clickable link. There's stuff to donate there if you would wish. It's very helpful. I would like to pay Luke for his time, too. Maybe take him to dinner. Buy him something nice. Even though he hates Harry Potter. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Please tell me your thoughts on this. What you think. uh, If we got anything wrong that you think, uh, go after Luke for being a big hater. A big troll. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, I will defend him. I like him. But yeah, if you guys want, please subscribe. Like this. There will be more content. I've got Coraline coming. I've got a bunch of Disney movies. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, Stay magical.